Hey everyone, welcome back to the Archie Sonic Digest. And folks, hot off the heels of Worlds Collide, we've been experiencing a very interesting arc where the direct results of that arc led to the big destruction of the world, putting the pieces back together. The Sonic Unleashed adaptation, if you will. But despite all that, despite the fact that the problem is not even close to being finished, we got a second crossover. 2015 worlds unite so to talk about um this crossover briefly sonic and mega man wasn't enough for all sega and all capcom mm -hmm. no they they thought the success of the first adaptation was so good that they decided let's go all in let's bring everyone into the picture oh yes folks <laughs> oh yeah so when we say everyone we mean a lot of people because folks this is not just a sonic and mega man crossover oh no 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 this is a sega capcom crossover what do we mean by that well i don't want to spoil the fun so i think i think we should just let it get started important to note there is no forward this time uh unlike previously this set of comics unfortunately was never released and bundled together unfortunately yes that will um there's a lot to the reasons why as to that happened unfortunately it's not the time to talk about it oh my god is it not the time to talk about it because we're here to have fun let's begin shall we welcome to worlds unite sonic universe issue 76 ian flynn writes and we have another artist coming on board named dan shoning so this is kind of crazy that they have new people coming in for the crossover all I've seen on Shoning is that his central work is with IDW's various Ghostbusters series. If we're going to talk about the art while we're here, the art in this series of comics is not done by our usual crew. It's actually done by a lot of either new or existing artists from other other pieces of media. It's very weird, right? Yeah, it's uh, especially with how Worlds Collide was, how we got to have... Some of the Sonic artists, some of the Mega Man artists coming in, and now they have outside people coming in. I'm not against it, don't get me wrong. It's just a little weird how we don't have our usual suspects in for something so massive, you know? Yeah. The art is also not bad, but there definitely is a much different feeling at times, and it's it, it can be felt. I will say, though, he draws Eggman stunningly. I love how he draws Eggman. Agreed. We'll talk more about it when we get there. We open in the year 21XX, far into the future, as we open on a shot of X, Zero, and Axel mounting an assault on Sigo's base together on hover bikes. Where's Green Biker Dude? Where's Green Biker Dude? Can, can we see him? Is he located? Is Green Biker Dude here? Is he? I don't know. I, I don't think he is, no, unfortunately. Sad. Uh, I, I've, uh, a swing and a miss, you know? Sad. But yeah. we have X. He's dodging a shot from Vile. He's always happy to shoot at you, X, but it'll always be better to just kill you. He throws his mace at him, but Zero intercepts it with his beam sword. X, go on ahead. And when X runs in... He sees Sigma in his virus form. So this is interesting. This means that their placement in the timeline, this is between X7 and X8. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, 
the fact that Sigma is, uh, you know, at this point, they've just, they just don't care. Sigma's fucking around and, uh, finding out, as, as one might say, continually doing his, uh, nonsense, you know. His classic stuff. Yeah, you know, the, the Sigma special, haha, I'm big evil virus man, and now I'm going to infect random things, so I'll never die. Sigma, in his form, says he wanted to scout a little longer before making his move, but... At least Dr. Eggman has set things up by abusing the Zeddy for him. So obviously X has no idea what the fuck he's talking about, but he just says, Oh no, X, my command of the world is only just beginning, as he ends up getting sucked in by a Genesis portal. So back in Sonic's world, in the present, Sonic is looking around in Green Hill Zone, uh, where he has been led to a Chaos Emerald uh, by Tails. Keep in mind, this is not Worlds Collide where everything has been reset. No, 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 no. The timeline is still going forward as, as we expect. Following the signal that Tails gave him, he finds lodged on the side of a floating landmass is actually a Master Emerald Shard. But he does save a flick in the process, so hey, they can't really tell the difference between a shard and a chaos emerald, but we have a plan to fix either way. All the while, Sonic says he's having a good time just exploring and adventuring, but he really can't wait to get some time of peace, hopefully soon. Meanwhile, on Mega Man's world, he and Elecman are charging up a generator, they're fixing up the lab from Dr. Wily's most recent attack on them, which I believe were the events of Mega Man 3, correct? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Now they can stop using Iceman and Fireman as their cooling and heating units. When Gutsman and Concrete Man come in, they need more materials to fix up the lab. You know, we ran out. So Rock offers to go into town to get supplies, but Roll doesn't want him. You know, after all that's happened, I don't really want you to go by yourself. But he says, no, look, Dr. Wily's dead, and all that's left is the Emerald Spears terrorist group is all arrested. So listen, just because I'm leaving your side... Doesn't mean disaster will strike. Hey, why is the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme playing in the distance? (laughs) Good question. So they hug. She lets him drive off. It'll all be good. We then see Eggman. He's uh, on uh, the Lost Hex, surrounded by the Deadly Six. He's reading from his journal logs. Says he came to the Lost Hex to get a new perspective on the Shattered World Crisis. So he says he enslaved the locals in the process, the Deadly Six. And he got them to build a base and keep them in line with the Cacophonic Conch. But then out of nowhere, Orbot just destroyed it. Come to find out that it wasn't really him, but just some otherworldly virus calling itself Sigma. So I think this is the first time we have seen the Deadly Six. Is it not? Correct. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. Uh, I don't know why Sega pushed these guys so hard. I don't get it either. I mean, they were one-note villains in Lost World, and yet Zavok reappeared in Sonic Forces, and I mean, I... I don't know, man. This is weird. They're just... It's weird. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, th- these these guys are just one-dimensional, boring, uninteresting, all have one personality trait and are not very engaging. Uh it uh is very representative of the era of writing. Well, uh, it's not good, folks. But anyway, Sigma says he requires Eggman's unique skills and demands by making him a new body. 
In the process of working for him, Eggman learned three important things about Sigma. He is from another world, another time of far superior technology. He somehow gained command of the Genesis portals, and most importantly, he is very, very egotistical. Something he hopes to take to his advantage. Then, Sigma's new body has now been complete, but tells Eggman he's got much more to do. He gives him designs for body armor. Eggman initially refuses, but when Zavok threatens him, he reiterates, I, um, I, I'm just exhausted. You know, I might, I, I need an extra hand, you know? Or he thinks to himself an accomplice or a decoy so he can escape. And Sigma, oh benevolent Sigma, decides to grant him this. Thinks they would cross paths eventually. He creates a Genesis portal and pulls out Dr. Wily. Ah, oh, the lovebirds reunited yet again. What a what a beautiful sight. Uh, <laughs> very cute, though, I will say. Uh, I, I also gotta mention that I like Sigma 1, as he is referred to. Uh, his design is, uh, it's very, it's very Sigma. It's big evil emperor, uh, robot, but, uh, you know, uh, he's got a little, little Eggman touches here or there. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. Looks very slick. To Wily being revealed, Eggman figures that this is a cruel twist of fate out of all the people in all the universes. He chooses him. Awesome. So, Sigma orders Zavok, get them both into a prison egg, just let them rest. They're thrown in, left alone. Wily is freaking out over the situation. I was just kidnapped into forced labor by someone else. What is going on? And Eggman just says, listen, they're called Zeddy. Beyond that, I don't know and I don't really care. And quit your simpering. Listen, I have a plan. I may not like you, you may not like me, but let's work together here. We can make chimps out of Sigma, Sonic, and Mega Man. Then Wily says he's got his full attention. We have a sequence of Eggman and Wily working on Sigma's plans. Eggman's Badnik assembly has been turned into a mechanoloid factory, and the armor that they're building for the Deadly Six, he says there's some kind of trap in them. They won't know what's coming. Unfortunately, they know they need Sonic and Mega Man's help to solve this, but they don't want them going after them. Sigma gives the Deadly Six their finished armor. He wants to use them for his plan of multiversal conquest, but Zavok turns the tables on Sigma, and uses the Zeddy's natural abilities to let them control the machines and are starting to overpower Sigma all at once. But, to their surprise, Sigma is able to resist them. He says he's no mere robot, a reploid. You can control my body, but my will cannot be controlled. The same cannot be said about the armor you're wearing. Which then, he able is remotely to control the Deadly Six directly. This is a warning for the doctors. Now get to work on the Unity engines. Eggman and Wily faint concern, you know. Oh, well, when as soon as we put the Unity engines on our world, Sonic and Mega Man's gonna come stop us. Oh, God. Ah, oh, jeez. So Sigma says, okay, well, fair enough. Do you have any ideas? And they suggest use the converted Deadly Six to ambush both the heroes, kidnap them, and we'll convert them to your minions. There'll be no one left to stop us. Plus, you have the satisfaction of bending their will to your own. Now, when all this plays out... We see quick little scenes of Sonic and Mega Man are being encountered by the Deadly Six and overpowered. And then later, Sigma thinks to itself, Oh, X, if only you could see me now. How far I've come from our feud. Everything's going smoothly, even having six out of my eight traditional commanders for this plan. And two more are currently being recruited. How goes the plans, doctors? Our final scene, Eggman and Wily containing Sonic and Mega Man in egg capsules. Preps are complete. 
Just wait until you see what we turn them into. That's the end of this first chapter, and my god, what a good start. Yeah, we have a lot of setup here, but things are going south very quickly, which is definitely a unique way of uh, starting the saga, if, if one wants to put it like that. I think it's uh, quite interesting. Yeah, it's very, it's an interesting turn of events. Definitely. Our next chapter will take us in Sonic Boom, Issue 8. So, of course, uh, like I mentioned in the, the extra episode we did, Styx is a central character in Worlds Unite. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, she's not horrible here. She actually isn't. I actually do think she, uh, she's like a fun addition. You know, I could see the world where she was not in this and it would not make that much of a difference, but I'm not saying no to her being here. Yeah, and I kind of am much more a fan of Styx being here than the other Sonic Boom characters because she is the original character from that IP. So I'm yes. okay with it. Sonic Boom issue eight, Flynn is the writer, Shoning and Tracy Yardley both worked on this issue. We open in the Sonic Boom world from the previous issue of Sonic Boom. Eggman was uh, challenging the team to a go-kart race. We're on the end of it. Sonic was just defeating him. Styx was ending up being flung into a coconut tree, hits her head, falls to the ground, and she turns to see a Genesis portal opening near her. And out of it steps the Maverick Hunters X-Zero and Axel. Oh boy. <laughs> I wonder what's about to happen. So the boys are like, okay, we're definitely not on our world anymore. Axel, though, says they may have missed the mark, uh, even though Silver helped us out. Pin in that. We'll get back to that. Interesting. So he did say that he's better at closing portals than opening them. So let's get back before the portal closes on us. So they're stranded on an alternate world. Little to no way to get back home, but X assures everyone. The hunters have the fortress contained. Silver is holding Vile down. Let's just ask one of the locals for help. But Zero's not so sure. The place looks kind of rustic. And then gets hit in the head by Styx's boomerang. And she's... Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I can't believe that that uh, the great hero Reploid, uh, the legend himself, Zero, just got fucking bonked in the goddamn face by boomerang by Styx the Badger. Sick. Sometimes, sometimes weird shit like this is honestly kind of based. <laughs> yeah, Styx is uh, very adamant that they're villains. She refuses to let them hurt the villagers. But X is just like, hey, hey, hey. No. We don't want to hurt anyone. We actually want to help out. You know, we're the Maverick Hunters. We're sworn to protect all life. We're hunting down a fugitive that escaped in one of these portals. We have to stop him before he lays waste to all worlds. So Styx kind of sums it up. So you and your guys are like Robocops hopping time and space to stop an evil that probably betrayed you. Yeah, that actually sums it up pretty well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, can't believe she just described the plot of Mega Man X wild. Holy fuck. Yeah, Styx apparently said that she had a vision about all this, but her friend said that she just ate too many s'mores and had a bad dream. But she wants to help out and uh, ends up grabbing the first people she could find who are uh, Comedy Chimp and Fastidious Beaver, two other characters from the Sonic Boom series that they're kind of just here. And I think that's supposed to be the joke. Yeah, they're they're kind of just here. <laughs> so she calls them their team sticks, ready to help the world and stop evil. And um, X is very amused by this. Axel is holding his laughter, and Zero is just giving the "Are you fucking kidding me?" face. 
<laughs> he's so over it. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Why are we dealing with these clouds? Keep in mind, the, the tonal shift for, for all three of these characters is very funny, considering the world they come from. X and Axel are actually having fun with it, but Zero's just like, why are we dealing with this shit, man? <laughs> Uh. Later, Styx takes them to her Eggman's lair, figures that maybe he's got some kind of interdimensional machine here or something. And then they come across Orbot and Cubot. They're just hanging out, chilling. And then Orbot sees, oh shit, invaders are in here. And then they're like doing kung fu stances. They want to defend their home. Although uh, Zero takes this as a serious challenge and points his beam sword at them with a kind of a crazed look on his face. I think, I think the fucking virus is like poking out a little bit. <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. Hey, 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 that, hey, 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 come on, come on. That was already dealt with at the end of X5. All right. He's just a little angry. He is right? hashtag reformed. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag reformed. reformed. <laughs> all right. So uh, Orban and Cubot respond by collapsing their bodies. And Zero just says, You guys better show us your best interdimensional tech without raising alarms. Your call. And Orban just says, yep, yeah, uh-huh, we're going to do that. We're we're very gracious hosts, after all. So they bring the group to one of Eggman's portal generators, which is very interesting because it's basically just a little portal gun, which activates with a bubble wand. And when it's running, they open a Genesis portal. So I guess Boom Eggman can just do that. And it's never brought up again. Plot convenience. What can you do? Yeah, just is what it is. So Styx leads the way to, uh, what are we doing again? Right, stopping Sigma. And then the next scene, we're at the Lost Hex. Eggman and Wily are ready to turn Sonic and Mega Man into weapons of destruction for Sigma. Gotta keep them until stasis for then. You know, it's a little boring, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Am I right, boss? Sigma just figures, all right, sure. Whatever you say, as he will go oversee production of his army. And then when they're left alone, we're gonna get a little bit of a, a, little bit of a recap here, folks. Eggman tells Wily, don't screw this up, you know, as he snaps back. Who do you think I am, huh? And then Eggman thinks to himself, wait, do you really not remember? Mega Man must have restored your world in its entirety. So then Eggman decides to put the little Broadway production up into his, oh, Mega Man, it was all your fault, and Dr. Lights. Then Wily's just like, hey, you know Dr. Light? They take five, catch up to speed. So Eggman says, after one of my more recent experiments failed, a Chaos Emerald was sent to your world. And that's how we first got in touch. And now it's noted that because the Genesis Wave rewrote history, this is contextualized as saying it happened after the events of Sonic Generations. We all know uh, how it really uh, went yeah we, yeah, we all know what really happened. But let's pretend, shall we? Who really died that day and what came back? <laughs> so, you know, the, the boys, they crafted a pocket zone together. We set out to rewrite history of our universes, shape them as we saw fit. And it was all going great until Dr. Light, he said about that nasty rumor that you tried to have him killed. And, you know, that that threw off our perfect synergy. Sonic and Mega Man got a hold of the Chaos Emerald, took pot shots at us. Mega Man restored your universe, which probably is why you don't remember all that. But... Sonic, oh, Sonic, he made a mess of things, but it's okay. Our world's badly damaged, but I still remember our brilliant time together. Wily does think, though, Mega Man ruining everything at the 11th hour does sound right, but I don't think Thomas would lie about something like that. But, you know, Eggman brings him in, listen, Light couldn't accept your superiority. Take it as a compliment, Al. Here we are, back at it again, and nothing will stop us this time. 
And the two shake hands, ready to try again. Give it the good old college try. Sigma, though, he's got us in the corner, sure, but I've got a plan. I can change Mega Man's coding around so that when he sees Sonic, he can restore him to normal. And Wily was thinking the same he could do to Sonic. But they think it could let them lead Sigma back to us. So we'll rechange some things around. We'll focus everything on Sigma and leave them to use the Unity engines for their own plans. So, so player, I I do like that the doctors are are obviously reunited here and uh, sort of back to their old scheming, right? And playing into Sigma's uh, ego. They know they 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 know their nemesis is too well at this point to uh you know really uh really bring it all together. Yeah, you love to see teamwork, dreamwork, etc. Now, when they get back to work, when the time comes, we'll have to bring Sigma to see the magic happen. It takes a lot to break the wills of heroes, but with our genius and Sigma's tech, oh, we can find a way. And then when they bring Sigma in, they have it go off. So Eggman starts his program. And then we see Mega Man, his coding is being altered. We see a quick scene of how Mega Man swore to protect everyone, Dr. Light and Roll. But then when Eggman puts his work onto him, the memory of Light and Roll are removed and puts him in a state of despair. And then when Sonic is seen, his memory running through Green Hill, he's a free little boy, free as the wind. But when Wily puts his work on, Sonic's memory shows a destroyed Green Hill. He wants to keep running. He knows his friends need him. Ah. Hoo hoo hoo. Mega Man's world. Light, Roll, and Gutsman are very concerned that Rock hasn't come back yet. Gutsman wants to go search for him, but Light thinks they could be walking into a trap. To which then Otto calls into the lab. Guys, you gotta check the news. You might want to see this. And then the news is reporting that a mysterious new robot is attacking downtown. Mega Man's nowhere to be seen. Light assumes the worst and asks Gusman to assemble the boys. Do what you gotta do to stay off the violence. I'll work to get in some backup. Now in downtown, the cops have barricaded the scene, doing their best to hold off this robot master. They think it's a Wily attack, but they all know he's dead, so they don't know what's going on here. Then the two robot cops are decapitated by a spin dash. Human cops demanding it to put down its weapon and the only response they hear from behind i am the weapon and they're contained with a ring shot then in sonic's world aboard the sky patrol the freedom fighters are missing sonic no one can seem to find him sally obviously worried that sonic should not be alone when night falls but then nicole comes in there's an urgent message from king acorn he says that while he doesn't want them to take away from their world saving mission the capital needs you. We're under attack from the Badnik, the likes of which I've never seen before. And then a final duo shot of the reprogrammed Mega Man en route to attack Castle Acorn and roboticized master Sonic Man attacking Mega City. Oh boy, this is fun. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, their their designs are like kind of sick, actually. I'm not gonna lie. So Sonic Man's design is pretty great. Uh, Mega Man... Me this is, it, it, it's, okay, it's spelled M comma E-G-G-A-M-A-N. Maegaman. Yeah, which is, you know, cute. Very, very funny pun to, to show the, the, the other world's programming on, on each of them. So, yeah, I, I like the, um, I like the designs a lot. Uh, they're both very cute. Another shout out I like to see is that on Mega Man's helmet, there are like little vents, like kind of fins protruding that look like Eggman's mustache, if you can tell. It's it's pretty great, yeah. And uh, Sonic uh, Man on his forehead has the Wily symbol, but it's drawn in such a way that it kind of reminds me of the Majin symbol. Wow, you're right. Holy fuck. Really makes you think, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it really, really does make you think. So that's Worlds Unite issue two. But we're gonna take a detour before we get to issue three. Uh, we have to talk about the Sonic Worlds Unite uh, battles special. When this comic was coming out, Ian Flynn said it himself, there's too much going on that can't be contained in just what they have prepared. So they prepared two one-shots, Mega Man Worlds Unite battles and Sonic Worlds Unite battles to kind of flesh out some details. So in the first one, we've got Mega Man Worlds Unite Battle. It's going to be a series. I believe it's just three. Yeah, it's just three. So the first fight was uh, written by Flynn and Ben Bates does the art. So this is Mega Man versus three of the Deadly Six. Zama, Master Six, and Zaz. So he was en route to get supplies for Gutsman, but he was ambushed by these three deadly six. So he changes to his armor to fight, but he actually can't tell if these things are organic or robots, since his programming forbids him from harming life and all that. Zaz does a rapid punch on Mega Man, he shoots to defend himself, but Zamam grabs him and releases a sonic wave which throws him off into the forest. Uh, Zix pelts him with apples, Mega Man just thinks that's kind of annoying, so he goes in for a more advanced approach, which is several energy shots from his palm, along with centered attacks from Zax and Zamam. Mega Man's knocked down, and just as he's about to depower, he thinks about Roll, how he warned him not to go, and that gives him the strength to jolt back up. He doesn't want Roll to say she told him so, but Zix takes the last resort. He uses his power to take command of Mega Man's buster and has him fire a charge shot at his own fucking head. Jesus Christ. Oh... Oh, okay. Mega Man is, is knocked down as a result, and his body is dragged into a Genesis portal, and there is signs of life in him as he's trying to clutch onto the ground to pull himself back up, but to no avail. That's the end of the first fight. Also gotta give shout out to Ben Bates art here. Uh, it is very intentionally mimicking the Mega Man 8 opening and anime style, and it looks really, really nice. The action is super good in, in, in this section. It just looks really, really clean. So let's get into the second battle, which is our boys Zero and Axel fighting against Vile. Flynn writing and Jamal Peppers does the art. The boys go after Vile as they swoop in for an attack. Vile getting the upper hand for a minute as they hide behind one of the fallen over bikes. Uh, Axel quipping that that guy used to be a hunter and you gave me a hard time when I wanted to join. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, hey, huh? Oh, yeah, oh, come on, man. We we know Zero's not perfect, but don't chew him out like that. Do we have to talk about how you were an X7, buddy? Mm -mm. Do, do we got to talk about that voice acting? I don't think we want to talk about that voice acting. No, mm -mm. no, 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 no. Zero is now in a firefight with Vile. One of his boys comes in close. One of Vile's men comes in close to him, and Vile tells him to fuck off and handle the one with the chameleon chip. But he pulls his gun to Vile, revealing Axel to have his chameleon chip active. Vile calls out a little cheap trick, but... Hey, can't blame a guy for trying, right? Zero asks Axel to cover him. He goes in with his beam storm and clashes with Vile's mace. Uh, Vile says, why won't you stay dead? Zero says, same goes for you, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the other way around. Piss. Yeah, it's, it's the other way around, which is ironic because the two of you, the two of them won't stay dead, Lamau. Vile taunts them. No one is out here coming to their rescue this time around. No one is getting in that fortress and interrupting Sigma. As he is suddenly immobilized from above, it's our boy Silver the Hedgehog saying he's coming in to close the Genesis portal that's in there. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, hi, Silver. How, how you doing? Just another day with the our boy the two of them are uh very confused as they uh are just kind of dumbfounded at his appearance uh silver asking why were they even fighting this guy uh asking you know oh well we uh just trying to get past him uh what's it to you <laughs> oh then by all means get in there <laughs> <laughs> wow okay uh zero takes it and it just dashes forward so oh, fucking good enough for me i don't care <laughs> all right yeah zero gets inside but he says he was too late. Sigma already disappeared through the Genesis portal and tells X to come back with him. There's someone outside who probably could help us track Sigma down. And that's the end of that second battle. So the third battle is Sonic Man versus the Robot Masters. Now, the art is done by Brent McCarthy, who employs probably one of the most unique styles I've ever seen for these characters. Yeah, uh, in my research, McCarthy is actually like a classically trained artist. He has like works up in museums, essentially. So his comic work is basically like a side hustle he does. Yeah, uh, this is all also written by somebody named T-Rex. Yes, his full name is Tristan T-Rex Jones. He actually has done cover art for Archie, but he has done written work for IDW's TMNT series and Dark Horse's Alien comics. Interesting. Very, very strange pick. So we open on Dr. Eggman and Dr. Wily viewing their diabolical creations at work. Doctor, pull up a chair. It's showtime. So Dr. Light's robot masters have answered the call to fight Sonic Man. Time Man gets the first hit, trying to use his ability to slow down Sonic Man. No surprise, he's unaffected by it, and boosts through, slamming Time Man into a building. So they're all really shocked by this, and Fire Man says, okay, plan B. Too slow, though. Sonic Man charges into the group, knocks down Oil Man, binds Cut Man with a ring shot. Some of the boys try to get an ambush on Sonic Man. Guts Man pins him down, Ice Man tries to freeze him, and Elect Man blasts electricity to fry his systems. Sonic Man is frozen over, but he's still active, using his back jets to melt the ice and blast out, grabbing Iceman in the process. Now Fireman, good lord, he goes no holds barred, launches flamethrowers to Sonic Man, and he throws Iceman into the flames, and he burns alive. Good lord. I also need to once again talk about the art. Fuck me, is it good? It's beautiful. The way that things are rendered and the expressions especially, you can feel the robot master struggling to take down this absolute fucking menace. It really is amazing. Bomb man gets fucking fed up with this shit. Telling them that he's going to take him on as he pulls out a bomb before being, well, attacked. And not realizing what happened as the bomb that he was just holding disappeared and is now lit in front of all of them as it explodes and takes down every single robot master. Alekman notes that he can't be beat and tries to call Dr. Light. That's the end of the Mega Man battle special. Good lord. Good yeah, lord. Good lord. But good yes, lord. That, that art and that little bit, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's only a couple pages, but... uh. Very, 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 very good. The next chapter of our story is in Sonic 273. Flynn's the writer, and both Shoning and Yardley are doing the art. So we open on Mega City as in the aftermath, uh, with uh, in a lot less gruesome fashion, 
Uh, the Robot Masters are being absolutely fucking trounced by Sonic Man. Sonic Man rapidly changes out the weapons, spin dash shot, fire thunder cannons, taking out Robot Masters left, right, and center. When Light sees this in his lab, Roll is telling him that the Robot Masters were all defeated. Light figures as much they weren't made for combat, but I feel bad that he just sent them there just to buy us time. Turns around, sorry I had you all come in to fight, and I promised you all peace as well. We see Flash Man saying, don't worry, Dr. Wily built us to be weapons. In full, we see Dr. Wily's reformed robot masters, Flashman, Sparkman, Snakeman, Woodman, Hardman, Shadowman, and Bubbleman, and also along them is Quake Woman, a robot master built by a colleague of Dr. Lights. We like Quake Woman. We, we all like Quake Woman. Yeah, she's great. She has a fantastic arc in the Mega Man comics. Highly recommend. Which you can listen to us talk about on Patreon. patreon.com slash Speed. Discount code alpha. $2 a month. Now in the city, Sonic Man sees a Genesis portal open up in the sky, dropping in a Unity engine. So he goes to it just about to start it up. But just before he can, he's punched in the face by a hard knuckle, realizing he's got more resistance to Dishpatch. Flashman and Hardman warn him, listen... We don't know who you are or where you came from, but we're going to make you wish you never left home. Now, we turn to Sonic's world. The Freedom Fighters are fighting Mega Man. He breaks their formation by swinging an egg wrecker from his buster, which is the the wrecking ball thing from the first boss of Sonic 1. You know the one. We, we, yeah. <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Uh, as Amy goes for an attack with her Pico Pico hammer, uh, Mega Man counters with a hammer that I believe is supposed to be a reference to a Sonic Advanced 1 boss. No? I believe believe so yeah it has like the the smash the hammer smash big yeah, spikes yeah, on yeah, it yeah 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 see i i know my i know my sonic lore i know my sonic lore. now sally though wonders you know even if sonic were here we may not be able to handle this thing omochow have cream make the call so then cream calls her mom saying that we need general's help we have not seen general yet in this comic have we uh, so for those of you who do not know, because I don't think Gemral showed up in pre-canon uh, Archie either. So Gemral is a robot who is a modification or advancement of Emeril, who was the central character in Sonic Battle, who goes through a pretty fucked up arc of uh, learning to essentially become a person and then having to self-destruct and uh, because... You know they're 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 part of an ancient civilization and uh, they're the definition of of like evil ancient weapon. Uh, despite learning to become a friend, uh, so Sonic has to kill him. It's uh, it's pretty heart wrenching. All that on a Game Boy Advance game too, with only text and uh, portraits. Gemral is featured in Sonic Advance Three as the uh, conclusion to this arc as a robot who goes through an interesting uh, paradigm shift with uh, Dr. Eggman. Eventually gaining the power of all seven Chaos Emeralds, Sonic and Eggman have to team up in order to stop him, which is ironic because the whole game's mechanic is partner mechanics, so Super Sonic and Dr. Eggman working together at the end is... uh, It's kind of Kino. Well, it's a little Kino. It's a little Kino. Uh, I don't like Advance 3, though. That that game's not good. (laughs) Well, they they can't all be winners, okay? Yeah, they they can't. They can't. That game has jank level design, and and the pairings are just... But yeah, Gemral shows up, and after the events of Advance 3, Gemral is rebuilt uh, and is essentially a uh, part of the living situation with uh, Crim and Vanilla, and it's uh, very cute. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's sort of been where Gemral's been at for, um, for, for the majority of this comic. Uh, and and just the canon in general, it's it's really nice actually. 
So Gemroll was in the middle of collecting firewood, uh, enough firewood to last in the next three years, he says. But Vanilla says, no, you're needed at Mobotropolis. Go. Back in the fight, Knuckles is about homing on Mega Man as he changes his hands to bumpers and knocks both Knuckles and Rotor away. Bunny comes in firing laser shots, saying that he, she's got him pinned down. But he returns fire with flamethrower shots, and there she asks for Big to come in, leading him to come in from above and body slams Mega Man into the ground. Based. Love it. Now with him pinned, Tails and Sally breathe and look at the Unity engine. Sally wants to know what this thing is and to get it out of her city. Tails is on it as soon as he can get past the protective shield, though. Then in Mega City, Sonic is again dodging fire from Woodman and Bubble Man. Don't bother wasting the ammo trying to hit me. But Airman says they are just a distraction. Hits Sonic Man in the air, he falls down and calls for Flashman to do it. He hits the ground and Flashman hits him with the stop time, thinking that his time stopper can do what Time Man's time slow definitely could not. But um, uh, in what I can only call a Stardust Crusaders moment, Sonic gets up, moves through the stop time, and takes him out. Star Platinum so hard though. They're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Man kicks Flashman up and away as the Time Stopper wears off and fires ring binds to all the robot masters still surrounding him. And lastly, he fires a homing shot to all the binded robot masters all taken out. So, um, kind of feel like this is like a low-key reference to Sonic Generations, if you catch my drift. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I, I see, I see, ha, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I see. Now with them pinned, Sonic Man starts the Unity engine, just about to though, as he hears a whistle, takes a charge shot to the back, Breakman warps away all the downed robot masters, now it's just you and me, buddy. Yo, yo, he's just like me for real! I don't know, I just had to say it, you know. I love him. Love Proto Man. I, yeah, we, we all love Proto Man. Now, in Mobotropolis, Big has now been encased in a bubble as Mega Man gets back up, fires the egg drill launcher, cutting through Antoine and Bunny's formation. So Sally tells Tails, go get big. Amy, Rotor, and Knuckles, come with me. Let's surround him. And Mega Man releases egg decoy barriers? Like little tiny egg capsules. Knuckles goes in to hit one, but then it pops to reveal Mega Man's head, and it explodes in front of Knuckles. All the others go off at the same time, and the Freedom Fighters are all knocked out. Mega Man says, inferior organics. Then he goes to start the Unity engine, almost ready to go, but then he faces a barrage of missiles from the air. Oh, looks like someone else wants to get shot in the face, huh? Now flies down, General. Buddy, what I want is to live in peace. You had to come to my town and make a fuss, so instead, I'll make you rest in peace. Go hard. That line goes yeah, hard. Yeah, 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 it goes hard, goes hard, goes hard. We then see a brief montage of Sonic Man and Proto Man fighting, Mega Man and General fighting, but uh, they aren't good enough and promptly get taken down. It's not pretty, boys. Then the two activate the Unity engines at the same time as Sigma starts to gloat about how with the power of two unified worlds, the energy will sustain me long enough for my evolution. As behind, Eggman and Wily are boasting about how their plan is coming to fruition. Whisper to each other, you know, once Sonic Man and Mega Man get back to base, then our own plan will get going. Yeah, yeah. But then when the Unity engines activate, the worlds start to merge together. Sonic and Mega Man immediately see each other. 
Secondary objective activated. Target acquired. That's the end of that chapter. Another great banger. It's weird seeing Sonic and Mega Man as villains, but it's a cool concept. I like it. And something I didn't mention about Sonic Man's design, is it just me or he does look more a little bit more like a Reploid than a Robot Master? I think it's intentional. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet it would. All right. So we have made it to Mega Man issue 50 for the fourth part of Worlds Unite. Great cover, full page spread. If you go look it up, looks really, really nice. Um, We open on Sigma obtaining the power of the unified worlds through the master engine. Wily and Eggman a bit uh flustered by this as means they've done their work too well as we see Sonic Man and Mega Man clash in their vilified forms as the worlds collide. TM. But it, the full page spread of them fighting is, uh, it's pretty fucking based. It's sweet. It's, it's just really cool. Tails and Amy get up wondering if Sonic has been turned into that thing. And then back away, Hardman and Flashman think similar to Mega Man. But when Bunny sees Robot Masters, she turns to Sally asking if we have to fight them too. But she says just to stand down. Bubble Man wants to fight them too, but Breakman tells him to relax. As the worlds continue unifying, buildings start to crumble as they are being forcefully fused together. So Sally tells Bunny, forget about them, we have civilians to help. So she and Gemeral are flying people down. Sally, this is a little kind of insane, as Sally gets stuck inside of a building that's forming on top of her, and she is saying she feels herself suffocating. But then Flashman stops time, pulls her out, and she's perfectly fine. That building happened to be Dr. Light's lab. Then he and Roll step out and see the corrupted Mega Man, shocked to see him like that. So Sally walks up to him, so you know the robot that's attacking Sonic. He and this guy say that your Mega Man guy has been altered and reprogrammed. They say, but our Mega Man fights for peace, as Flashman and his brothers do as well. So Sally thinks right now may be the best to coordinate and get some answers. But then, as time would have it, a Genesis portal opens up near them, and out steps Styx and the Maverick Hunters. Perfect timing. Yeah, uh, this is uh, very coincidental, uh, very intentionally. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cute. <laughs> X saying that Sigma may have gotten a head start on us, but it's never too late to make things right. As Sally pops in saying, you know, hey, I'm Sally. Uh, please tell me, do you know what's going on? As we cut to the federal prison in Mega Man's world. Uh, well... Not Mega Man's world, uh, the unified world, uh, now being merged with Chemical Plant of all places. As we cut to Xander Payne? Also, another comic original character who has a pretty central arc to this story. I hope you guys are ready for uh, what can I can only describe as uh, the Christ arc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, good lord! We we say that lovingly. Yes. By the way, yes, it's we, not we, it's it's not in the way that we previously referred to Christ figures. This is a this is a different kind of Christ figure. <laughs> <laughs> so Xander Payne, leader of the Emerald Spears terrorist group, he mentions that before he fell into the time stream and he foresaw all of this. But in his cybernetic eye are leftover tachyons, the energy of the time stream, and then he inadvertently creates a golden Genesis portal out of it. And just says, this is destiny, can't argue with it. 
and walks in. Back in the unified city, Sonic Man and Mega Man are just going the fuck at it, completely and totally beating the shit out of each other. They keep fighting for a bit as uh, both sides of Sonic and Mega Man's world are completely horrified, the two preparing to take their final shot on each other. And as they do, the back door enables as Wily and Mega Man speak to the two of them. Sigma did this to you. He corrupted you, humiliated you. Strike back. You must stop him. Nothing else matters. Ignore any other distractions as the two break free of their corruption. And have now been de-roboticized. Yes. effectively now you're probably wondering how could Mega Man be roboticized if he was a robot that's a great question anyway uh <laughs> yeah this is a little plot hole but it's done for convenience sake which you know i don't really care that much about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so obviously sigma has seen the whole thing angered that such power should have vaporized the other and Eggman and Wily whisper to Sumber, oh, whisper to each other, okay, weapon to armor weakness system worked as intended, excellent. Should have been done after they unified the worlds, though. How would we know that they were going to immediately see each other? Come on, man. And then the two run off to hide. So Sigma realized that this was sabotaged by the doctors and orders Zaz, Zima, and Zamam, go find him. So Sonic helps Mega Man up, asking if he's okay, but he doesn't recognize him but they are distracted by something in the sky. They see up above, the gun carrier is fusing with the city hall of Mega Man's world forcefully. Everyone is seen inside scrambling to get some kind of safety, but nothing can be done. And the fusion causes both buildings to explode, killing everyone inside, seen with Sonic grabbing Shadow's inhibitor ring from the sky. Um, bye Team Dark. Okay, sure, why not? Uh, so, why? I, I couldn't tell you. I really don't know why this, this was a point to be made. Why kill off Shadow and Team Dark for the story? I legitimately don't know. I guess it's just weird? I, I, I mean, if you want to show that, like, shit's not going right when the worlds are unifying, okay, sure, I guess... This is certainly a way to show that this is not right. Okay. Everyone then surrounds Sonic and Mega Man, telling them that this is all happening because of a madman named Sigma, Sonic finishes. Mega Man and Sonic understand that Sigma corrupted them and forced them to install the Unity engines. So Sonic reaches out to Mega Man, asking to team up again. And he says, sure, but I, I don't recognize you, man. So Sonic catches him up to speed. We met some time ago when Dr. Eggman and Dr. Wily tried to take over both our worlds. Well, yeah, look, we didn't have the best start. But look, we teamed up, tracked down the doctors, got the emeralds, and you got a pretty sick super state. And he did have a pretty sick super state. It was pretty beautiful. Mega Man is a little surprised that it all happened. Sonic's saying, uh, do you think I could just make this stuff up? If it didn't happen, then how do I know any of you? Sup, Doc Light? Hey, roll. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they're, all just, they're all confused, but accept the reality of it. The two shaking hands once more. Sonic looking at Shadow's inhibitor ring. Pretty uh, fucked up by the situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doubly so, because uh, in this world, yeah, Sonic watched Shadow die once. Now he has to watch him die twice. Three times he'll get used to it. Yeah, you know. So Sally says that they need a minute to recoup us. We get a nice big shot of all of our core players. Robot Masters, Dr. Light's crew, the Freedom Fighters, Tails, Knuckles, Big, General, Breakman, and the Maverick Hunters. Oh yeah, and Obachow's here for some reason. He's part of the team. Now, 
Sally recoups and uh, reiterates. So Sigma has managed to unify both our worlds across time and space. Rotor and Dr. Light and Tails have confirmed that the Unity engine is shielded. There's no way to undo the effects of the fusion. Mega Man says that Sigma's mistake was to bring us all together. With our combined might, he doesn't stand a chance. And Sigma's in spying on them, learning that Sonic and Mega Man have an army of their own now, but it doesn't matter. Our base is hidden within a hidden planetoid, and even if the doctors aren't found, it's not going to matter. He's been building an army of his own, showing various Reploids and Maverick bosses from across the X Games. Most of them are uh, sub and uh, like uh, intro bosses, which is interesting. Pretty sure the uh, infamous dark yellow devil from X5 is there. Who? Oh, God, that boss is fucking horrendous. <laughs> now, here's something interesting. So that is the end of the story. But we actually do have a story B that focuses on both Mega Man and X. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of surprised to have a story like this here, but it's very welcome. Yeah, so this is obviously done because uh, Ian knows what the fuck is up and knows that they would never let him do this uh, in any other circumstance. So he gets his little small time for it. He's going to make sure it happens. So our story is called The Choice. Ian Flynn wrote and Powery did the art. So we open on Mega Man in a, uh, what I can only assume, training ground, uh, practicing his shots, asking Roll to give him a tune-up as uh, X comes through and the two begin to speak. Uh, just to say, uh, this is, we're not, we're not even going to talk about the conversation itself in a second, but I just want to say, this alone shows the potential of doing a proper Capcom Sega crossover because you can also get moments like this where we get characters that people have wanted to interact forever get to actually interact. Yeah, and uh, for the record, the only other time this has ever happened was in the uh, Ruby Spears cartoon. The less I say about that, the better. <sighs> Lion episode. <laughs> Good lord. Well, you, you, know, you know that content is coming one day where we're going to have to fucking suffer through that shit. I, I, I don't know when. It, it could be a year in the future, two years in the future, three. But uh, one day you'll get it. And, uh, God, you'll hate yourself for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man was impressed from X to hit that target directly, but, uh, Mega Man just figures that, you know, he's just following his function, ultimately, you know, to help everyone. Then Roll finishes tuning up the buster. He rapid fires, hits several targets dead on. Now X joins Mega Man for target practice. And X can tell that Mega Man wasn't built for combat. So wh what's up with that? And Mega Man says that the copy chip that he had was just going to be for lab work, but when Dr. Wily stole Light's original Robot Master lineup, he volunteered to go help. So I fought. Again. And again, I was forced to fight friends, family, even terrorists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mega Man saying, I don't mind helping others, really, but it seems like the fighting never stops. X's response? I can sympathize. All I ever wanted is to live in peace, but it feels like my entire life has been consumed by war. You call yourself a maverick hunter, right? Asks Mega Man. Isn't it your function to hunt down the bad guys, the mavericks? It's not that simple. When I was activated and brought out of stasis, there was nothing else like me. I didn't really have a function, I just was. As we begin an explanation of the Mega Man X backstory, of Dr. Kane's finding, the maverick hunters being organized, and of course, now pictured... The Day of Sigma. We get a brief glimpse into it as Zero basically has to break the news that Sigma has gone Maverick. 
X is completely shattered in his face, saying that there has to be a mistake. They need to open a dialogue and find out what's really going on. There may still be time to end this peacefully as Zero snaps at him and saying he's bombing Arcadia. The capital is burning. I've got hunters dying in the streets to other hunters and he's threatened to launch nukes. There is no peace to be had. I have humans and reploids to save. I don't want you hurt, so get to cover. Wow. That's that's a way to summarize Day of Sigma, at least. And for the record, Day of Sigma was an OVA that was with Maverick Hunter X on the PSP, right? It was, but I believe it did not go in as deep and ends when uh, Sigma initiates the attack on the highway. And it doesn't get to this point, which is uh, showing what happens in that moment where uh, X starts fighting. Mega Man and Roll are uh, awestruck by uh, the difference in... Uh, tone that the two of them are just experiencing uh-huh uh-huh uh x saying that he apologizes for getting a little dramatic it says uh you mean you went to fight sigma without being weaponized he said dr light did outfit me with my x buster so i wasn't so defenseless as the two of them shoot each other and look like wait what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck yeah they real that's where he realizes that he's a light robot which i, I mean it should have been obvious i mean come on yeah but okay now, I have to commend Ian for this. X starts speaking to Rock and kind of gives a brief bit of dialogue. You chose to fight for the good of all, and you stuck with it. I can't say I did the same. At one point, I gave up. I lost direction and forgot why I chose to fight in my time. My friends reminded me we did it for the sake of everyone else. But you? You're still ruled by your programming, yet you found a way to make the choices for yourself and kept your convictions. You're amazing, Mega Man. I'm humbled. All right, I gotta say it right now. Based of him to work in the X7 meme of Mega Man throwing his hands up and saying, I will not fight now because why must Retloids fight? And then actually use that as a growing point for him for Mega Man. Truly, Ian is smarter than any of us. I I mean, wow. I mean, yeah, that, that's a that, good, that's a great way to, to use the opportunity, I guess is the best way I can put it. Because, uh, in a way, it also kind of, I guess, retroactively justifies that scene, even though it was really bizarre it was there to begin with. I mean, Mega Man X7's plot is... Oh, God, I don't want to talk about that game. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> uh, Roll then says, uh, go back a second. You said you were built by Dr. Light? Y yes, but hey, Dr. Light built us too! I, I know... Sorry, I slipped up. I didn't I didn't want to pollute the time stream. But <laughs> at the same time, I've been tempted to warn Dr. Light not to build me. Without me, there would be no Reploids, no Mavericks, no constant war. Another uh, another really good point of uh, contention, right? Mm -hmm. Yes and no, because there's more to that that they don't know about. Yeah, the... Uh, the, the eventual uh, L4s, uh, the uh, capital of Neo-Arcadia, Copy X, uh, while using an orbital space laser to destroy Neo-Arcadia, wiping out millions of people in the process. Zero is a raw series. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Mega Man takes the moment to say, hey, no, 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 that's dumb. The future needs you, X. Who knows what kind of things Dr. Wily hit away that he needs to handle with? Why is the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme playing again? <laughs> oh, my God. 
and also interestingly enough, Mega Man also seems to understand that he won't be around in X's time. So someone has to be there to fight for the good of mankind and knowing it's you makes me feel better. That's a line that did kind of stick with me is that Mega Man knows. I get, or maybe it's an assumption that he just makes, but like, are we ever going to know? Capcom, please stop being pussies. I'm just, I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you, please. Come on. Please. Come on. Please. If not in Mega Man 12, Mega Man 13, I, I can, I'm patient. Just, you know. Yeah. Come on. Just, come on. Please, man. I'm dying here. <laughs> All right. So Mega Man finishes the conversation saying, so don't talk like that anymore. Your big brother says so. Oh, that's, that's adorable. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. As Zero and Proto Man walk in, saying that they're all needed in the break room, Roll happily coming along, and the two of them asking, Hey, did you ever have to fight that red guy as they say it at the same time? And then both say it at the same time, Yeah, but it's complicated, and start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. That's a great story and a great opportunity for just, you know, a little bit of seriousness, a little bit of laughs. It's got everything I could ask for in a moment like this. Agreed. I think that it does a lot to flesh out Mega Man and X and have that that little nugget of, of, of interaction between the two of them as they, they really get a good back and forth. I like that X especially touches on the idea of conviction and, uh, you know, the, the will to keep fighting against an endless war and, you know, Mega Man wanting, you know, peace because they... That that is that is one of the central themes of, of of the series. It's about peace and coming to peace, right? And you know, despite hardship. Oh no, it was a really 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 cool little moment. Yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan. So the next chapter of the story will take us in Sonic Universe issue 77. Infant the writer. We have a new artist for this next section, uh, Edwin Huang. My research shows that his primary work is on Udon's various Street Fighter comics, which is very funny concerning what's going to happen next. Hmm, I wonder what direction that could go in. Hmm, I wonder. Could be anything. Mega Man and Sonic open the issue looking out above the unified world, noting that it looks like the merged planets are dying. Something's up more than just our worlds getting smashed together. As we cut to the War Room, as uh, we see Rotor, Flashman, X, Axel, Zero, and Sally all together preparing for their war council. When she starts, she asks X where Styx is, and all he says is that she was needed somewhere else. Something about spy brooms? So I just goes, okay. Um, okay, the others are resting and receiving repairs. We got to talk about how to handle the unified worlds. Most importantly, Sigma. Then meanwhile, on the hidden lab in the Lost Hex, Eggman and Wily are still hiding from the Zeddy and Sigma himself. Wily thinks to himself that maybe our combined genius won't be enough to get us out of here. We're- Oh god, we're gonna need a miracle. But then, the golden portal opens, stepping out of it, Xander Payne. Wily tells Eggman that this guy was a terrorist who would hate advanced machines and wanted me dead. Okay. <laughs> That's just uh, a great he, way to introduce someone. He unironically pulls a come with me if you want to live uh, and drags the two of them through the portal saying that they'll be needed, consistently repeating that he must fulfill his destiny. Yeah, he's like this in the Mega Man comics too. Just roll with it, guys. Uh, he, he has gone full martyr. Uh, it is pretty fucking wild. We cut back to the uh, Sky Patrol War Room as... Uh, Sally remarks that once everyone has been uh, recovered, we'll begin upgrading and outfitting the Sky Patrol since the as Sticks uh, drops in, uh, saying that there was a spy broom. I had to neutralize. What I miss? 
Okay. Saya says, nothing. We're just getting started. So, X, over to you. You have the most experience fighting Sigma. So, X explains that Sigma is a renegade from his time. He was once our greatest hero, corrupted now by the Maverick virus. He escaped our world with the power of the Genesis portals, and he's the one behind the merging of the worlds. The how and why are still unknown, though. As we gather info, we have to retaliate with a large strike force. Sigma never does anything small. He will be prepared with a large-scale army of his own. So, Sonic raises his hand. Where's our boy Siggy now, huh? Ah, uh, well... We don't know. X says that Nicole is currently tracing the flow of energy from the Unity engines, but Sonic says that that's too slow. Yeah, we're behind on Intel, sure, but, you know, we all need to try to. As the Golden Portal opens above their table, stepping out Eggman, Xander, and Wily to everyone's shock. Mega Man especially, because he thought Wily was dead. Yep. As uh, the three of them uh, say that, you know, oh, just the heroes we wanted to see. And then are thrown in the brig. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Sonic mentions that he's got to apologize to Tails and Rotor. Because uh, they thought having a brig was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man is demanding answers out of all of them. But Wily says, we just escaped Sigma. I'm not intimidated by you in the slightest. So then X steps in saying, well, if you know where Sigma is, then tell us. Yeah, look, we've been his slaves for some time. But Eggman adds, we'll give you the details on everything that we built for him. Coordinates, his plans, but only after you free us from these bars. Either we're equal partners in this, or you can flounder on your own. And Sonic actually is the one to entertain this. He says, you know, we ha it's not like we haven't teamed up with Eggman for the greater good before. But uh, Mega Man tells X... Hey, Wily's definitely gonna betray us. He's done it before. As Styx somehow got herself into the brig, she thinks it's comfy in there. Okay. X agrees to let them out. Look, I was serious when I said we need every advantage we can get. And Sonic tells Mega Man, don't worry. This place has guys around every corner. We'll keep an eye on him. And he just mutters to himself, yeah, don't blink. Wily asks if Xander will be coming. As he replies, no, I shall wait here. Destiny has no need for me. The two doctors look at each other and just go, he's just fucking is. And leave. As Xander and Styx start to interact. But we cut away before they really start talking. Sonic, Mega Man, and X get an explanation from Wily and Eggman. Saying that basically, Sigma is planning to drain the power from the unified world. One planet alone be consumed too quickly. By merging our world, Sigma has created a massive battery of incredible power. This power is fed to him via a master engine. He plans on fusing more worlds together, leeching their power, and growing ever more power. He's consuming our worlds to gain the energy to do more of the same and fuel his evolution. Soon he won't just be a reploid. He'll be a god of everything. Good lord. So Sonic says, well, we got to punch in these coordinates and let's go. Then Wily asks Eggman, is, is he always like this? Yes. Sickening, is it not? <laughs> Meanwhile, Styx asks to Xander, so you shoot portals out of your face. What other party tricks do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was a pretty good line. Good one. Sonic and Mega Man bring food and E-Tanks to everyone, and uh, Sonic has only made chili dogs. It's a staple food. Let him live. Mega Man asks Sonic, you know, for more, you know, how we met since I don't remember. Sonic says the doctors tricked us into fighting each other, you know, how it is, but after we teamed up, and which was after I totally kicked your butt, by the way. Your, your feet beat my buster? My feet are really fast. And uh, <laughs> we have a great scene here next. Uh, Knuckles is in the gym pumping iron with sticks saying uh, he was inspired to do so after she told him how swole he was from her universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be my favorite line or my favorite little scene in this entire crossover, honestly. It's uh, it's pretty great that even they can acknowledge the joke and uh, 
Capcom were okay with it. <laughs> and Sega, that, that, that's cute. We cut around the uh, Sky Patrol as uh, we get to various scenes. Rotor, Tails, and Eggman and Wily are all working together, trying to find alternative ways to output more energy. As Wily takes a quick peek over at Zero, saying, Oh, uh, I'm just admiring the design of these other robots. That one in particular looks like something I'd build. Oh. The Curb Your Enthusiasm music gets louder and louder each time. Yes. We then see Quake Woman. She's talking with Nicole about how, you know, her feelings have been developing. And she said she may have felt remorse when Dr. Light asked me to help. Feeling like she should out of some kind of obligation. But Nicole says, you know, whatever it is you're feeling, your friends can always help you through them. She knows it. Which is actually, that's a very nice scene. Really helps, yeah. like, cement her a little bit more. Yeah, I like that a lot. Little off scene of Sigma building more mechanoloids as well. We then cut to Proto Man and Comedy Chimp. Uh, Comedy Chimp trying to uh, break the ice with some uh, really shitty puns as uh, Proto Man simply just tells him, fuck off, Sonic Boom character, back to whence you came, and grabs the bucket of bolts he's carrying and dips. <laughs> Appropriate response. Tails is helping to repair some robot masters, admiring their designs as uh, Eggman seems like he's a little, little, little jealous that Tails is appreciating the robot masters. Wily seems very amused by that as much. And also, um, Styx is seen back with Xander, and they're raving about conspiracy theories, to which Xander calls the Illuminati a front created by the Masons and the Templars to throw them off their trail. Wow, that's, uh, that, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> you know, they really are a match made in heaven. I, 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 I like that they paired the two of them together. You know, I kind of dig it too. I guess Archie wasn't willing to go as far as saying uh, JFK's head just did that though, so hey. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. <laughs> oh well. Sigma is now seen absorbing energy from the Master Engine. In the Sky Patrol, Cheese and Cream are distributing the food. What X is trying to do is calming into his support group. Alia, Cygnus... Uh, nothing. I was hoping that Sigma's abuse of time space would create some kind of ley line, but no. Yeah, unfortunate. Sally reassures him, saying that the Sky Patrol has a suite of scanning equipment, and I'll be hanging back with Nicole, and we'll be your navigators, and our non-combatants can help too, right, Cream? Okay, so that's cute. The support team is uh is the three of them, and Cream gets to gets to help as well. I like that a lot. You know, it, it's it's cute. <laughs> uh, we then cut to. Sigma opening more Genesis portals. And then we have an incredible line of uh, Sonic and Sticks talking. What? How can you fight evil without your sports tape? I repeat, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty based. We then move to another scene of uh, Antoine and Zero comparing blades. And the concentrated plasma will cut through anything. Let's see your butter knife do that. Oi, it may be powerful, but it lacks the satisfying weight and bounds of the real man's soul. <laughs> oh, look at these guys having a, having a little dick-waving contest. Uh. <laughs> Shadow Man and Wily are uh, seen together. Wily commenting that he's surprised he went over to Thomas' side. Shadow Man's response, I went over to his side, so it'd be easier to stab him in the back, Master. I see. We'll worry about that after we deal with Sigma. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. That's good. Sigma is now seen bringing in one of his first Maverick commanders, Chill Penguin, through a Genesis portal. Sigma, though, can tell that his DNA soul wasn't really intact, but Zavok reports that they have been discovered. 
a ship is on course directly for the Lost Hex. The Doctor's Files identifies this as the Sky Patrol, belonging to Sonic and the Freedom Fighters. Sigma then assumes Mega Man and the Allies are with them, so Zavok, take the Deadly Six and take command of my army. So he walks off. Sigma understands that this will only delay, but my Mavericks will defeat them with many, many others. The Sky Patrol then arrives. The Navigators are working for the Unified Army. X and the Maverick Hunters are ready, along with Sonic and the Freedom Fighters, along with Mega Man and the Robot Masters, and uh, it sticks in her team already, too. That's nice of them. But then, they now face off against the full brunt of Sigma's Mechanoloid Army. That's the end of that little chapter. Yeah, I mean, that chapter was more of just a chill chapter, but I think it's uh, appropriate considering what we're about to get into. Like all the crew interactions, I like the general vibe and the aesthetic. It was great. It's it's fun. Got to see some fun interactions. Styx is uh, a lot more tolerable this time around. <laughs> all right. So I think it's time that we move on to... Uh... The next big thing. Yes, issue 6 of 12, Sonic Boom number 9. Strap the fuck in, friends. Because uh, we're about to get some... <laughs> oh, we're about to get some good shit. So we open. A two-page spread. The two armies are facing off each other. Mega Man and Sonic blast and smash their way through. Zero sees that the largest mechanoloids have been resurrected by Sigma, not remade. The Genesis portals are being used to pull them through space and time, as Styx is in the back running away from a bee maverick. But she collects herself, throws her boomerang, it's defeated, and tells her team to muster up and fight too. But uh, Comedy Chimp and Beaver obviously don't want any part of this and run away in fear. Cowards. The Unified Army fights on, defeating Mechanoloids left, right, and center. The command deck is assisting with the army below. In Nicole's case, she has to keep the Sky Patrol armed while also keeping an eye on the Doctors, to which Eggman takes offense to that I need to be babysat. But Wily says, no, listen, the lesser-minded will always be intimidated by our geniuses. Then, they assemble their weapon. But Wily whispers, hey man, listen, like, I, I saw some escape pods on the back. Let's, you know, let's keep that in mind in case all this goes south, okay? We can jump back to the Lost Hex and get back to the Unity engines. You know, you know, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic Eggman and Wily, always looking for their back door, ready to fucking bounce at a moment's notice of pain or fear or any sort of loss. Yeah, Eggman agrees to as much, but says, let's not jump ship yet. We need them to get as close to the Lost Hex as possible. Either way, considering the circumstances, I really like the idea of Sonic owing me one. Now, the Mechanoloid Dragon is charging toward the Sky Patrol. Rotor is sitting on a turret as Woodman, Sparkman, and Bubbleman attack it, with Antoine delivering the final blow. Out of nowhere, Rotor is kicked into the face by Zix, being charged at by the rest of the Deadly Six. Axel tries to shoot at Zavok, but sees that his shots are being blocked. X relays to the navigators that we have to change tactics. Everyone, focus on the mechanoloids while avoiding these guys. Inside the lab, Sigma feels his mechanoloids are dwindling, but it won't matter. As one falls, another will take its place, surrounded by my Maverick commanders. Then, outside, uh, Styx is trying to get her guys to fight with her, but they don't want to be part of this, so they don't budge. Styx needs to do something herself. Seeing Sonic fight Zamom, she goes in two, but she gets knocked back with a straight punch. And she falls off the Sky Patrol, and nobody saw her fall. But lucky for her... A stray Genesis portal opens beneath her and prefers that to becoming splatter on the pavement so she cannonballs into it. And when she falls to the other side, she lands into a city full of humans, all surprised at her appearance, and then somebody 
Somebody approaches her, surprised that she can talk. And Six says, oh yeah, you bet your funky bracelets I can talk, lady. I bring the dire warnings of dire... Dire-ness. Take me to your leader. This is... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just more excited because, like, it's all in shadow, but, like... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We'll save it, we'll save it, we'll save save it. it. So, So, back on the Sky Patrol, Sonic and Rock check in on each other. The two are fine, but, uh, you know, they're, they're fading quick. The team works together to take down the Deadly Six. Several of them uh, teaming up together. Uh, Bunny and Amy taking on Xena. Breakman, Rotor, and Flashman uh, taking on... Uh, Zix? No, no, no. The, who's, the, who's the depressed emo one? I forget. Ziz? I don't remember. I don't fucking know. These guys suck. <laughs> Who cares? Zero and Antoine take on, uh, I think his name is Master Zick. General, Big, and Hardman take on Zomom, I'm pretty sure. Woodman says, here, you'll need this to get close. And gives Knuckles the leaf shield. And he's like, uh, okay, weird. And then goes to punch Zaz. Gives Zaz an uppercut. Sonic attacking Zavok as the Mega Boys... Prep a dual charge shot to the face, sending him flying. And now with all of them down, Axel sees that it, it's as if their eyes look like they've been infected with the Sigma virus. Their armor must be what Sigma is controlling them with. And then Zero suggests to put them out of their misery and put them down. But X says, no, no, they are living beings ultimately. And we got to reach out to them. They are being controlled by Sigma. Yes, but we can help you. Just please surrender. Zavok gets up saying that the Deadly Six do not surrender. We are the ones in control and use their powers to control the bodies of the Maverick Hunters and the Robot Masters. Mega Man is forced to shoot Sonic, warning him to get away. They're controlling us. Yikes. Yikes. All right, th- this is a cute and interesting use of, of the power of the uh, the Deadly Six, though, I, I will say. That that does get a uh, thumbs up for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So we now move to the Sonic Worlds Unite battle special on the Sonic side. Yes. Where we start off with Sonic versus the three of the armored Deadly Six, uh, written by Joel Enos and art by Tracy Yardley. Joel's main work is actually more original fiction novels, but his like licensed work are several Ben 10 Omniverse books and a comic based on Bravest Warriors from Cartoon Network. So... A little bit of a varied uh, stuff he does. Yeah, for sure. Sonic, this is uh, when he was being fought by Zavik, Xena, and Zora of the Deadly Six. Caught off guard, he was thrown around a bit in Green Hill. But when he was thrown back to Xena, he was flung into a stray Genesis portal, which lands him in the middle of Station Square. They follow him through the portal. Sonic does a chain homing attack on them, but it doesn't do as much damage as he would have hoped. Despite that, the people in Station Square still cheer him on to the displeasure of Xena, so... Zor fires lightning from his hands to the crowd, to which Sonic jumps in front of it to protect everybody. While he is fried, Zavik goes in to punch him down, but he's thrown into to Xena. She's, like, knocked into a nearby puddle to her displeasure about that. And then she retaliates to Sonic through another portal, pushing him through that lands him into an abandoned Eggman scrapyard full of Badnik shells. And then when Zavok walks through, he uses his ability to bring the scraps together to trap and crush Sonic, and he's knocked out cold, leaving him to be brought to Sigma. That's the end of that one. Let's talk about the next one, uh, uh, which is, I, how, how do we feel about this at, uh, at a baseline? Um, uh, it's very interesting how it ends, I can say that much. And by the way, Ryan Jampol both wrote and did the art for this one. 
First time getting a writing credit. Very cute. So Roll is told to meet at the training simulator thingy and come alone as she enters and the door closes behind her as Styx is seen watching from afar. Roll asking what's going on as the lights flip on. Oh yeah, Styx is fighting Roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, okay, that's what we're doing. So, uh, to put it lightly, uh, Styx thinks Roll is a traitor because of the broom. Yeah, so basically Styx assails Roll with several, like, simulations from the training. A lot of robots, a lot of, a lot of nasty things. She is able to fight back with her, with her broom using it like a staff. And Roll eventually breaks her way into the control room where Styx is. And Roll demands an explanation, but... Styx uh, fires a bazooka direct path. Styx hones in on Roll, but misses her. And what she actually was after was her broom, thinking that the broom was a spy. Roll just like takes a second and is just like, what? But she ends up actually playing along. Listen, it's like, Styx, no, 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 listen, you have it wrong. My broom's a double agent. He's He's been spying on Sigma, giving us intel. Yeah? And Styx is like, yeah. yeah okay. All right. Okay. That's it. Cute. Cute. Uh, d- definitely weird, but uh, cute. I, I, um, the ending was uh, something, but okay. Yeah. I guess you gotta fight fire with fire if you catch my drift. So uh, our next uh, fight is uh, a short one, but so fucking raw it can't be contained. Uh, uh, this is Knuckles versus Proto Man, baby. Oh boy. The Red Boy. He's at it again. <laughs> and this was written by ali baker and art done by diana skelly now knuckles is fighting proto man as he's under the command of the deadly six and and proto man's telling him back down man i don't want to fight you but you know they don't either so knuckles says listen since you can still talk let's figure something out here but he says no the robot masters all have a solar energy core so what do you want me to do block out the sun no 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 <laughs> look mine is different i have a nuclear energy core So if I were to get into the crossfire away from your friends, that might do some kind of damage at least, okay? Knuckles takes a second and says, wait a minute. No, you're not going to sacrifice yourself. I'm not going to help you kill yourself so you can be some kind of martyr. But he again says, this is a hopeless situation. I'm just being pragmatic. But our boy Knuckles says, no, 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 that's quitter talk. It's only hopeless if you give up. We don't know what things can play out if we just stick through it. Knuckles then says, look, I know I don't know you, but I kind of feel like I do. And I feel like you're not the kind of person who lets others control their actions. That You're the type who does his own thing no matter what anyone else says. So I have a hard time believing that you would, wouldn't keep fighting them every single second until you throw them off for good. So come on, stop fighting me and start fighting them. I already tried. Try harder. I don't try harder. Stubborn idiot. But he's right. I have to, as Knuckles winds up a... Fat fucking uppercut as Proman drops his shield and Knuckles just knocks him the fuck out. Wow. <laughs> Looks like you've won this fight. <laughs> Looks like you've won yours too. Damn. Hello, Kino Department. Is that you again? That that was great. That's a great little story. God. <laughs> All right. So we now move to Sonic the Hedgehog issue 274. Flynn and Huang doing the work as usual. 
Now, Sonic, he's on the run from shots being fired by his allies. Their bodies commandeered by the Deadly Six. Sonic says they're not just simple robots. You are way more than that. You can fight their control. But Megan says it feels like that their power is overruling my thoughts. It doesn't feel like there's anything I can do. Axel has a little bit of an existential moment as he shoots at Amy, says, Oh God, is this what it's like to be infected by the Sigma virus? Jesus, I don't want to be a maverick. That's a... That's a... That's a hell of a line. (laughs) Zero clashes with Antoine says, look, we're not Mavericks. Just do your best to pull your punches. Sonic is frozen in midair by Flashman and tells the Freedom Fighters to coordinate to stop the Deadly Six. Big grabs Flashman and throws him toward more Robot Masters as Snake Man fires his search snakes on Rotor. Says he's very sorry about this, but Rotor's just like, okay, why are you smiling though? Ah, must be the Deadly Six. (laughs) Uh, He's a freak. I love him. Yeah. So seeing all this, Sally says that she needs to go down there herself. Cream and cheese, you guys stay behind. It's too dangerous for you guys. And roll, you stay behind as well. I don't want to risk losing you too. Nicole, tell the doctors we're out of time. We need their help now. So she rushes out, seeing Bunny fighting the command of the Deadly Six on her robotic limbs. Hey, that's kind of familiar. Where have I seen that before? Gee, hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, she has to fight off Gemroll, also under the Deadly Six's command. Gemroll is intercepted by Knuckles, saying, Listen, all I gotta say, Breakman definitely lives up to his name. Good lord. (laughs) Sally calls for the Freedom Fighters, run to the lower decks, which Zavok takes as a retreat. But Zix thinks that they're probably gonna use the cannons on the hole to fire at them, leaving Xena to rush toward them and take control of them herself. But Sally was to have Nicole cut power to the defenses. Everyone move into the center, out of their range. Zaz wants to take command of the entire Sky Patrol and just drive it into the ground or into the exposed core of the planet, you know, get all this done. And Zavok obviously says, no, that will kill us. Well, we could escape first. We barely have the energy to stand, let alone command all these robots at once. Let's just finish them off here and now, unless we have some more unexpected surprises. Speaking of... So, Styx is talking some fucking nonsense about pasta jars and pastas... I don't don't fucking know. Uh, The person interrogating her in in a police office uh, says, You were saying something about Sigma and Genesis portals as... Styx basically tries to explain about what's going on and all this stuff and, you know, eventually mentions that they met a bunch of folks, some robots, and folks like me, and we flew around in a big shit, and uh, I beat up a broom, and I met Mega Man, and Sonic, and X. Huh. Sonic X. Nah, it never lasts past three seasons. <laughs> okay, come on, man. That's not necessary. So Sticks then asks, anyways, do you have any friends who would want to fight a big bald man and save all of creation? As a very familiar silhouette says, oh, definitely. Let me make a few calls. <laughs> That's a really funny way to put it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Meanwhile, above the unified world, Sonic and Sally realizes that they're losing their way forward. We gotta make some calls here. Sally tells Sonic, push forward, take out the Deadly Six, but Sonic does not want to let her sacrifice herself like that. Again. You know. You know. Again. She says we don't have time to argue, but they take fire from Mega Man and X. Sally ends up getting graced from a shot. So X yells at her to get up as he and Mega Man are charging up their busters. But from behind, Eggman and Wily bust out with what they were building, their Egg Wily uppity robot scrambler cannon. They shoot it, fires across all the robot masters, and the deadly six get caught in the spill. And then, when the beam is done, 
the robot masters all fall over. Wily sees that the cannon overheated. Huh. Well, Eggman says we could have dealt with the cooling issue if some heroes didn't rush production. So Sonic is understandably fucking pissed and uh, grabs Eggman by the shirt saying, You just killed Mega Man. Wily responding, of course we didn't! We need all the help we can get to fight Sigma. Our concentrated ion beam really disabled them all. All without harming the Sky Patrol. Get off me, system! As for the Deadly Six, Sally walks to Zavok, energy blade pointed at him, saying, listen, you guys are ready to turn on Sigma and conquer our world yourselves. You got one chance to just walk into the brig, alright? Zavok says he will not surrender. But he passes out, along with the rest of the Deadly Six. Thank you, thank you, just sweep him up, throw him in the brig. I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to deal with them anymore, thanks. Now, Mega Man and the rest of the Robot Masters reboot. Cream and Roll run out to deliver first aid, and he gets to Sonic, and is profusely apologizing for what had happened. But Sonic says, hey listen man, this isn't your fault, relax. Oh, well nothing phases you, does it? Nah man, I just roll with it. Sally asks Nicole, What's the damage? Surprisingly light. The hull has minor damage, but the energy field is intact. All right, we got the small victories. Everyone get back inside and get the deadly six in the brig. Lock that down. Zero, though, thinks they should press on to Sigma, but she insists we got to go back into rest and recharge, and some cases literally. X agrees with her. Attacking Sigma now would be suicide, but Zero says we can't give him any more time to prepare. And then Sonic and Mega Man come in. Sonic says, look, I do want to take Sigma on now. I do. But Mega Man says, man, look, listen, I've taken on these robot master gauntlets before. We need time to repair in between fights. That's a little cute little shout out, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, to, to some uh, PTSD smile. Smile. Yeah, smile. Sonic yeah. looks around like, hey, wait a minute. Where did Sticks go? You know, she'll back me up on the hit now and fast part, but can't see her. Sally asks Cream to go find her. Maybe she's just crawling around a duct somewhere then they all hear the sounds of a humming as we see sigma gloating about how his plans have now come to fruition the merge world nearly tapped of its energy now my metaphors and assistant godhood can begin the resurrected army can begin the merging of countless worlds starting with the fools who thought they could stop my ascension sigma enters with a giant robot he wraps himself up with its cores and along with the master engine the body grows until it becomes the size of and merges with the Lost Hex itself, coming face to face with the Sky Patrol. To the shock of Sonic, Mega Man X, and Zero, not only is Sigma on the offensive, but also his army of revived Maverick commanders. Yeah, so there's way too many Mavericks here to count, um, but the majority of them are basically from X1 through 8. There are also side characters. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gate is in here. Uh, the X-Hunters are in here. Yeah, it's fucking... It's a huge double-page spread of uh, a shit ton of Mavericks. And now, our next chapter, Mega Man issue 51, Flynn and Huang, the creative team. Despite all odds, X assures everyone, we have to fight and win. We're our only hope for the planet below. Fight! The two armies rush into each other. They're standing evenly. But Axel tells X, hey, wait a minute. I, I know some of these guys. These are my old allies from Red Alert. I know these guys are supposed to be dead. But X tells them that Sigma robbed them from their place in time to bring them here. They're not the friends you know. Even still... It is mercy to put them down here. X comes to Zero, who in his relief is very thankful he does not see either Colonel or Iris in the crowd. Oh, uh, can, you can, can you imagine seeing Iris in this fucking crowd, bro? Yeah, uh, Zero would just have a, a nervous breakdown on the spot. What am I fighting? What, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I, I heard it. I heard it. What are we fighting for? What are we fighting for, friends? What are we fighting for? Even though he says that if he did, he wouldn't hesitate. Uh, press X to doubt. Sigma reveals in his power, feeling the unified world dying as he absorbs it, and sees that some of the planet shattered, he can see the core cooling, and then goes to begin the next phase of his plan, bringing the power to create numerous Genesis portals, and opens many around him. Gateways to countless worlds, the bound of infinity is to his reap to consume. I started with only two Unity engines to my master engine, but with an infinite number of infinite power, there will be enough to make me a god. My maverick army will reap the worlds for me, but first, let's teach these insects the folly of trying to stop me. On the Sky Patrol, Sonic rushes to the doctors, hoping that their cannon can do the trick again, but no, the last shot fried the core and went overheated. You know, we're going to try to get it to working again, but it ends up being crushed by a Maverick, so now we got nothing. I believe that's Tornado Tunyon. Yeah, there's a lot of callouts here. We can't name all of them, because I'll be completely honest here and say that I do not remember every single Maverick name. I'll be honest, I've only played up to X4, so I don't know, like, half of these guys. I've played, I've played the majority of the X games, but a lot of the Mavericks uh, from the later games fade into obscurity. That's reasonable, honestly. So, Sonic says, okay, well, Eggman, if you have some kind of backstabbing plan, can you direct it to these guys? Eggman says, oh, look, I got nothing, man. Oh, come on. I thought you had the master plan. Oh, what? You're the one that saved the day. What's your excuse? You run out of fast? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, God. Wily ends up getting hit by some debris, and he was being picked up by Mega Man and taken to safety. Although Wily doesn't understand why, I know you hate me as much as anyone. Mega Man doesn't argue against this, but... I don't want to hate you. I don't want you hurt either, okay? Says that's just the laws of robotics talking. Yeah, yeah, it's part of my base program, but it's something I actually want. Just stay put. And Wily agrees a bit begrudgingly. So we cut to more scenes of the Freedom Fighters and the X-Hunters and the Robot Masters just losing horribly. Sonic, Mega Man, and X try and get up, but Sigma claims that uh, they cannot and uh, commands his Maverick army to take Unity engines and travel through the Genesis portal, spread his will across the cosmos, as uh, Sigma commands for the Mavericks to uh, stay behind and finish off these pests while he searches for the ripest worlds for his conquest. Sonic says they're going to need some backup, but Sigma's invading a bunch of worlds. Who even knows us and comes to help us? Hadouken! A Hadouken flies out of nowhere, hitting one of the Mavericks in the chest. As Ryu from Streets, Ken Masters, Guile, and Chun-Li appear from a Genesis portal, sticks in tow. Well, the Street Fighter boys are here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When it was announced that this was going to be a massive Sega Capcom crossover, oh man, people freaked the fuck out. Oh my god. So, Styx rally cries for them as Chun-Li uses a spinning bird kick, wowing Sally. Ken with a Shoryuken. Knuckles saying he's got to try that. Ryu with a Hadouken. Uh, Mega Man, a uh, little confused. It's very familiar to him. <laughs> very familiar to him. And Guile throwing out a Sonic boom, to which Sonic looks displeased. <laughs> <laughs> Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and Guile take care of all the Mavericks in the area, as Styx basically gloats the fact that she just assembled a team of world-class fighters. <laughs> <laughs> but Sally says, no wait, Styx, you're a genius. Sigma opened portals to other worlds, so we can go in there ourselves, stop the Mavericks, and recruit the heroes 
heroes of that world to our side. But Eggman thinks we still need a backup plan. You know, in case the whole pan-dimensional army thing won't be enough. But, uh, maybe Super Sonic will be. He'll call in Metal Sonic to bring his Chaos Emerald. I assume you've gathered the rest. And Sally reluctantly says that they have. The plan is, Sonic tells everyone, anyone who can't fly, grab an extreme gear. Sally tells Cream to stay behind with Nicole and Roll, keep the Chaos Emerald safe, and do not engage Sigma. As uh, Ryu and Ken mentioned, it feels like they stepped into a kid's cartoon or something. <laughs> They're very confused, but like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, everyone begins to take extreme gears or other various methods of flight as they all go out and fly into different worlds. Meanwhile, Eggman, Wily, and Xander Payne are left behind. All being very excited about the fact that they have no more supervision. Xander, meanwhile, taking the uh, I must lead you to my destiny moment and takes them through a portal directly into the Lost Hex. They gloat about how with the heroes distracting themselves with their little recruitment effort, as Supersonic will be bouncing off Sigma's armor, we can harness the Unity Engine for ourselves and together we can rule all creation. And with that story ends, folks, we're going to get to the fun part of this crossover. So... We have heroes and villains alike from other worlds incoming. I wonder who we'll see. Oh, yes. Sonic Universe issue 78. Flynn is the writer and Tyson Hess is doing the art for this last bit of the arc. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it is beautiful. Could not have got someone better in my opinion. So, we open above the skies, characters from all three worlds flying in as quickly as they can. Sonic and Proto Man taking a portal into one of them, ending up in Miracle World, the world of Alex Kidd. Now, we do have a rare opportunity to talk about some non-Sonic franchises here. So while we're here in these cute little pastiches, uh, we can talk about our opinions and thoughts about some of these franchises. Um, I have actually never played Alex Kidd, have you? No, me neither. I know there's a remake of the first game on modern consoles now. Never given it a try, unfortunately. But I can say that Alex Kidd was the Sega mascot before they came up with Sonic. I think Alex Kidd was like the mascot character for the uh, Mega, not the Mega Drive. What was the 8-bit console that came before it? Master System. The Master System. That's it. And actually, funnily enough, there is a Japanese-only game on the Dreamcast called Sega Gaga, which is sort of like a multi, like, what is it, visual novel RPG kind of thing where you act as like Alex Kidd's manager to try to build up his reputation to get back into Sega. And it ends in a shmup segment. It's pretty great. So it's I, I've I've watched clips of it for, for, for a long time. It's really cool. But Alex Kidd is definitely a part of Sega's history, and I feel like it would be a little insulting not to have him in a big old crossover, you know? Of course, of course. Now, we see down on the ground... Alex Kidd, along with his companion Stella, trying to settle a fight with the Maverick Magma Centipede through their usual method of rock, paper, scissors, which that is how the boss fights in the game go. I know that much. Oh, that's that's really cute. I was wondering why they're doing rock, paper, scissors. I didn't realize. <laughs> Magma Centipede, however, uh, shows his four hands and says, no matter what, I win. Stella says, that's grand scale cheating. And Alex is pretty pissed about it. And, uh... The two of them uh, just completely and totally smash Magma Centipede to, to bits. Sonic rolls in, pretty proud of the kid, as uh, the two meet together and have a cute little handshake. See, that's that's adorable. Yeah. The two mascots, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very heartwarming. When Sonic talks to them, uh, Proto Man inspects the engine 
Thankfully, it hasn't come online. So Sonic tells Alex and Stella about how a madman named Sigma is trying to rob your guys' world of energy, along with a lot of others. Honestly, you guys look like you'd be a big help. Can you come help us out? So they do the rock, paper, scissors to decide, and they agree, go along with Sonic. So now we cut to Astaroth's castle in the world of ghosts and goblins. All right. So uh, this is a notoriously brutal franchise, but uh, Ghosts and Goblins kind of fucks. It really does, honestly. Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins on PSP is really good. I like uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts on uh, on the SNES. That's another great game. Uh, and the original is obnoxious, but it's a good time. Also, uh, shout out to my boy Arthur, valiantly charging into battle as Astaroth, the Demon King, summons Firebrand. Shout outs to Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, as uh, the two prepare to fight before uh, Gamel and Zane show up. Uh, where are Gamel and Zane from? Mega Man Extreme, the Game Boy Color game. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, it's a deep cut. So for those that don't know, so you know how the Game Boy Mega Man games are like composites. Like Mega Man Game Boy 1 is like composites of Mega Man 1 and 2. Mega Man Extreme are composites of uh, X1 and X2. Yeah, with unique and original characters. And then uh, Mega Man Extreme 2 is its own thing entirely. Yeah. Much in the same way that Mega Man V is. Arthur is excited to have more noble knights to help slay uh, Firebrand before uh, his armor is... uh, clunked clean off in one hit right there bunny and zero come through a portal to fight the mavericks and with all this going on astaroth just screams everyone stop what is the meaning of all this so bunny just is like oh jesus christ uh look there's a guy named sigma he's trying to rob your world of energy these guys are working for him uh jamel uh attacks bunny at that moment astaroth believes this to be unacceptable he breathes fire on everybody destroying the mavericks in particular tells arthur there is a truce now. You go handle Sigma. Firebrand will assist you. Okay. All right. All right. So, so that's so that's done. Back on the Unified World, Sigma continues to gain power, gloating that he shall evolve into a god in a matter of hours. But X and the flock of insects he's gathered to his side are interrupting my forces. If they were to rally back on this world, they may cause trouble. Then I should make sure they have nowhere to rally to. As he looks at the Sky Patrol menacingly. Uh oh. Meanwhile, in the world of Skies of Arcadia, Knuckles and Quake Woman go to a distant island. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. Ah, yes. We've talked about it a couple times on the show, I feel like. Skies of Arcadia is a really, really, really special JRPG. If you ever get the chance, please do play it. Play Legends on the GameCube. It's it's a really good time. Um, obviously, do it through completely legal methods because a copy is, uh, you know, relatively cheap. Link. I have a story about that. A couple years ago, I went to MegaCon, the local con here in Orlando, and used game uh, booth was up there. They were selling Skies of Arcadia Legends for $99, right? And unfortunately, I did not buy it. But that was the biggest regret I've ever had in the moment because I went to look on eBay out of curiosity, $250. Yeah, that shit expensive. Play it through totally legal means, smile. Wink, wink. So we cut to a shot of, this is not the uh, correct name of this Maverick. Uh, For those that don't know, Mega Man X5's localization originally was done in a very interesting way. The original Japanese names were generally normal, but for some weird reason, Capcom of USA at the time decided to name all the X5 Mavericks after members of Guns N' Roses? 
So the Maverick listed here is title McAween, but the name that he was originally given is Duff McWhalen. <laughs> Look, listen, I'm going to be real with you. Duff McWhalen as a name goes harder than title McAween. I'm going to be real. It's very funny and very stupid, but also kind of raw. <laughs> so we see Enrique and Drachma fighting against Duff McWhalen as Drachma is knocked away while Enrique blocks a shot. Meanwhile, Gilder, captain of the Claudia, uses his guns to try and take him out from afar, but is unsuccessful. <laughs> Me only showing up. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. No, no, no I, I get it. Yeah. I am too. Yeah, yeah, I know. A boomerang comes in out of nowhere as Ika, Blue Rogue and Treasure Lover, calls for Vice to get out here and help me finish this thing. With Fina on, on the sidelines supporting, calling for the moons to give strength to heal Gilder. Vice, the legend himself, shows up and uses one of his special moves, Cutlass Fury, to take down Duff McWhalen. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, we've said it before. Ian Flynn also loves Skies of Arcadia, so just I, I fully expected him to put a little a little shine on the team. And just this little moment already just just blew me away. Love you. Love it. Love it. It's uh it's it's absolutely wonderful. It it just puts the biggest smile on my face. Meanwhile, Muggles drops in from above, saying, you know, eh, good effort, you know? Uh and then uh Vice, Fina, and uh Ika are kind of shocked that uh there's a talking animal in front of them uh knuckles and uh quake woman explain the situation rather quickly and uh knuckles says hey you guys want to team up to save some worlds uh vice replying helping others is what we blue rogues are all about fire up the delphinus engines crew ah oh, god yeah i i love this party so much they're they're all great characters so we now cut to metro city where chun li is engaging in a fight against magma dragoon he's using her lightning legs uh technique against magma dragoon but he's blocking quite a bit uh i think this is supposed to be a reference to evo moment 37 as well i i think so too I, yeah, I, it's I, Ian. I kind of expect a little something like this. Go, going one further as uh, Ken Shoryu Repa's Magma Dragoon and Ryu finishes him off with a Hadouken. <laughs> Guile, unfortunately, holding the role of... Uh, Styx's uh, piggyback ride. <laughs> Not happy. Ken and Ryu uh, work together now to uh, take down the Unity engine by uh, mimicking the car fucking busting minigame from uh, Street Fighter 2, which is, you know, a cute, cute little moment. Guile asks, just thinking, we stopped the Maverick here, but what's stopping Sigma from sending more to other parts of our world? As Blizzard Buffalo places another uh, Unity engine down for a mysterious silhouette appears before him. It's M. Bison as he grabs him by the throat and then uh, brutally murders Blizzard Buffalo after telling him that Lord Sigma sent them. M. Bison says that this Sigma has now earned the full attention of Shadaloo. Okay, so Bison's in on this too. All right, Fun. I, I fuck with it. I want to do this next one. I want to do this next one. Okay, go ahead. Now the next world we see is the Dream Gate, the world of Knights into Dreams. So look, Knights is probably one of my favorite non-Sonic Sega properties because like it's an arcadey kind of title. The original game on the Sega Saturn isn't really that much special. I, I love it for what it is. It's a very charming, very fun, arcade kind of title. The sequel on the Wii, Journey of Dreams, was it called? Mm-hmm. 
I played it. Not many people have. A lot of people don't really like it, but I kind of have a special place in my heart for it. Voice acting's fun. I think Knights and Riala are great in the game. The two kids are fun too. I don't know. I, I just like it for what it is. I think um, Knights Under Dreams uh, and, you know, Knights Journey of Dreams are interesting games. As Knights is a very esoteric and unique property in what it attempts to, to tackle with its subject matter, I think the original game tries to tackle it a lot more subtly, and I think that's why a lot of people got a lot more out of it. Journey of Dreams tries to be a lot more overt with its messaging, and to be fair, there is some interesting stuff in there for kids, but I think the original games try and take it in a very interesting direction. The world of Knights itself is one of those things that's always been very mysterious, very unique. The Sonic community in general kind of sees Knights as sort of like a minor Sonic character because there is a lot of crossover with Sonic in general because I know Knights is in uh, Pinball Party, that one GBA game, and obviously there's the Knights uh, pinball stages in Sonic Adventure as well. Knights is connected because Sonic Team did develop Knights, but the original Knights into Dreams is a really good time. Journey of Dreams is um, a mixed bag for me, but I can definitely say that it's something that I would recommend on a whim. Yeah, absolutely. If you're in the mood, if you feel a little, a little silly, a little goofy, I recommend it. The world of Knights into Dreams, Storm Eagle and Storm Owl have interrupted a fight between Knights and Riala, which was a shame. Knight says that they were having a good time with it until they showed up. But in comes in support, Tails and Airman, blasting the both of them away. And Knights and Riala finish the both of them off with their paraloop. So, with that done, Knights flies down to Tails. Sorry about the rough welcome visitor. And Tails tells them how Sigma has been sending these robots out, wants to drain worlds of their power... Can you come help us? Knights flies up to Riala. Sounds pretty serious. Do you want to tag along? And they say, no, I'm here to fight you. But then they get a message from their master, Wiseman. And they order Riala, go along with Knights. I will not have Sigma challenge my claim to Knighttopia. See to it that Sigma pays for his arrogance. So, uh, reluctantly, Riala is in, and they both follow Tails through the Genesis portal. I love the way that Tyson Hess draws Knights and Riala. They're, they're very expressive and, uh... Very fun. Fun fact, uh, Knights and Riala are canonically non-binary, so there you go. Yes, they are. The Knights is based and beyond gender. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if I don't let you do this one, it's a war crime. Go. <laughs> we now enter Kamiki Village, the world of Okami. So, did you guys know that Okami is my favorite game ever made? I, I don't know if you could tell by my Twitter. I don't know if you could tell by my uh, my username, uh, Amaterasu98. On, on most most things. Uh, the 98 doesn't mean anything. I just put 98 instead of 97. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. I like wolves. They're cool. I like games about Japanese sun goddess wolves. Mm -hmm. They're really, really cool. Okami is amazing. It, it, it really has an a style and beauty all its own. I, I think it it's, it's a little tough to get into because it's slow. But if you really let yourself get immersed in the world and just take your time with it, it's probably one of the best Zelda games ever made. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is Kamiya's final project with Clover at Capcom, and it feels like a swan song for him. I love Okami so much. It, it's absolutely, like, one of my favorite things ever. Amaterasu is one of my favorite characters ever. I would kill for Capcom to let Kamiya get his hands on Okami. Again, I get a chance to make an Okami 2. Or, well, a proper Okami 2. We, 
Okami Den, I love Chibi Tarasu, adorable character, but we, we don't talk about Okami Den. We, we don't, we don't talk about it. Weird game. I've never played Okami myself. I know that there is a, uh, an HD re-release on modern consoles. Is that a recommended? Yes. The HD re-release is extremely cheap, extremely uh, easy to pick up and play. Like I said, just prepare yourself. It's a bit slow, but if you give it your time, you will come to really love it. Also, that game has a problem with repeating a lot of boss battles. It's it's pretty bad, <laughs> but but it's one of my favorite games ever made despite all of its problems. I think it's unmatched. We enter Kamiki Village as Woodman and Sally. Mark that the world feels interesting, that it's beautiful to behold as a shrill cry of a wolf comes from the distance and the two turns them as Amaterasu and Blizzard Wolf Fang fight out. Ami using her sun reflector to knock into Blizzard Wolf Fang, him saying, well fought, no hard feelings. You have your mission, I have mine. Finish it. In one of my favorite touches in this entire comic, we then cut to a panel of the celestial brush from the game, showing Amaterasu drawing on it a power slash through Blizzard Wolf Fang and destroying him. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I Ooh. love that bit too. It's just so like the blending of game concepts with comic books especially like in medium in general it's very hard to do it's a reason why video game movies are like very difficult to do right but i don't know this just feels right it's uh it's it's a it's a beautiful implementation of it uh, especially because of the idea that the celestial brush is uh from the perspective of ami just drawing with it you know with with her tail it's 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 very very cool so Isun, uh, my favorite little pipsqueak, uh, starts, uh, hyping up Ami saying, don't relax, uh, we got more weirdos on the way, as they, uh, show Ami looking at, uh, Sally and, uh, <laughs> what man, as they hold their hands up, uh, Ami is, uh, distrustful at first, but, uh, you know, <laughs> just starts licking Sally's hand and, uh, just makes me happy. Yeah. Just makes me really happy, man. <laughs> yeah. Feels good. Uh, I know. Well, Isun remarks, well, it looks like Amaterasu can sense your good people. I'm Isun, a world-famous artist and her most trusted friend. Who are you, cutie? Oh, God, here oh, we no. go. Isun, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Isun's a bit of a perv. Uh, it's Kamiya. Don't worry. That's just how he is. <laughs> Sally looks exhausted by this statement. Uh, I'm Princess Sally. This robot is Woodman. We came to warn you that your world is under attack from a madman named Signa. Uh, do you think Amaterasu er, and you could lend us your hand? As Ami howls triumphantly, uh, Isun saying that Amaterasu says she's on board, and since we're a package deal, you'll get the pleasure of my company too. Excellent, this way, I hate leaving Cream so close to Sigma. Don't worry, princess, she's well protected. As as they as as that one great image of uh, Virgil. Oh yeah, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to break the news to you guys. Uh, Devil May Cry will not be appearing in this crossover. Uh, this was during the weird times when Capcom had just released uh, DMC Devil May Cry two years earlier. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry about that. And those classic characters uh, were not up for use sadly there are a lot of reasons i'm gonna uh say but i'll say them at the end unfortunately uh we, we'll we'll use the image of uh, virgil uh all smiles <laughs> i uh, love that image so much <laughs> yeah uh that's that's me right now 
experiencing this. Yeah, I love Okami. Uh, please play it. It's it's a really really special game. So we cut back aboard the Sky Patrol as uh as Cream, Flashman, Comedy Chimp, and Facidious Beaver all are terrified, except for for Facidious Beaver as he's uh just stone faced at Sigma grabbing the Sky Patrol. All right. Oh oh boy. That's the end of Universe seventy eight. Uh. Let's move on to our next chapter. We got more, we got more worlds to see. We got more people to collect. Oh boy. Okay. So we now move in Sonic Boom issue 10. We enter the world of Monster Hunter, the ancestral step from Monster Hunter 4 and Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Sticks and X are riding on a uh, a hoverboard down as uh, Sticks remarks, you know, a scarf would look good on you. I'll take it under consideration now that's a callback to mega man x command mission as uh yes x does in fact fuck with a scarf <laughs> x remarking that they gotta track down the mavericks carrying the unity engine with six pointing to them as uh the x hunters agile violin and sergeis are uh, uh setting up a unity engine but also at the same time a feline and a palico in a mega man outfit and a sonic outfit <laughs> are uh kind of confused by what's going on right here i'm gonna be real that's a cute touch that's a great touch now do you want to know why this is a cute touch i can tell you why because these outfits are actually in monster hunter 4 and 4 ultimate so yeah those are the outfits from the games <laughs> uh monster hunter gets a lot of cool crossovers uh for aesthetic outfits for for characters they're generally really cute and nice it's always fun just to see those little things pop up. I've never played Monster Hunter. I know I should. I know they're good games. This is one of those things I've never gotten around to, unfortunately. But I hear nothing but good things about Monster Hunter. Yeah, I can definitely say, as somebody who um, got into Monster Hunter with 4 Ultimate, like a lot of people in the West did uh, because of, you know, the 3DS and the new 3DS coming out. Monster Hunter 4 and 4 Ultimate was like really, really eye-opening. Those games are great. Super fun. Very addictive. Um, fun to play solo. Uh, there's a learning curve, but the newer games have mostly cut out the learning curve as you uh, led to a lot more of a more uh, fresh start experience for newer players. But I think Monster Hunter is a great franchise. The X-Hunters, however, begin to attack the feline in Palico, remarking that Zero isn't here to save you this time as a motherfucking Gormagala shows up out of nowhere. Now, Gormagala is actually one of my favorite monsters. <laughs> So, um, Gormagala being the Monster Hunter representative, uh, very funny, but, uh, how, how is a unquenchable killer elder dragon, uh, which is like the apex of the Monster Hunter world, supposed to join a crew? Uh, we'll see in just a second. And by the way, the Gormagala, uh, ate the X-Hunters alive, for the record. Yeah, because, uh, Gore does not give a shit. It is a, I think the best way to describe it is a, uh, a jet black villain Th that's sort of the impression it gives it's uh it's unique because monster hunter has a plot well, has plots but they're not really engaging but four ultimates plot is actually about dealing with the frenzy virus outbreak which is a result of gormagala and the gormagala you fight throughout the game is a persistent boss until the end he is both the boss at the beginning when you eventually encounter him, and then you eventually fight him at the end of the game in his evolved true form, which is uh, Shigaru Magala, which is a... Uh, that fight is incredible. So he's the main villain, but he's he's unique in that way. It's, it's really cool. It's one of the only times Monster Hunter has had a really engaging plot, in my opinion. Interesting. X has everyone behind him, 
Buster pointed to the Gormagala, but Styx is like, no, 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 no. I got this. So she walks up to it and just starts, like, speaking gibberish to it and somehow ends up calming it down. Yeah, this is actually a pretty based moment from Styx. The fact that she's able to fucking communicate with this monster is uh, pretty incredible. X is just like, what, what, did, what did you say to it? I don't know. But how do you think Sigma will think when this pops out of a Genesis portal and onto his face? Well, uh, that's pretty based, not gonna lie. So now we cut to Forest Village in Morningland from the world of Billy Hatcher. Now, Billy Hatcher, for those of you that don't know, was another attempt by Sonic Team and Yuji Naka to create a new IP. Knights was received well on the Saturn, but the problem is that outside of Japan, not a lot of people played it. Because, you know, the Saturn's popularity wasn't that great. So Billy Hatcher was an attempt to make another IP in that vein, something completely original. Billy Hatcher is a weird one. I have pretty fond memories of it, and I liked it, but it's also a weird physics-based game, and GameCube physics are not great. (laughs) Eh, They tried, and they could not do the best with what they had, unfortunately. But Billy Hatcher does have a lot of charm in its designs, aesthetic, and ideas, and I can kind of give them a lot of credit for that. I just wish that the physics engine and the ideas they attached to it were implemented a bit better. It's definitely a unique game and a weird game, right? But I think I can I can understand what's going on there. So for them to choose Billy Hatcher as a representative here, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, it's a solid pick, if I do say so myself. So Mega Man and Amy arrive to this world, and they really like the natural beauty of the world. More determined to stop Sigma now. And Amy sees the fight going on below. It's Billy Hatcher and his friends just kind of wailing on Wild Crow Rang. And uh, he is surprised he loses a battle to an egg. Billy rolls him up. Uh, surprised he didn't drop any fruit. The The point of the game is that Billy Hatcher and all the playable characters are rolling eggs onto crows who are invading Morningland. And whenever a crow is rolled up, they do drop collectibles like fruit. So funny haha jokes. Yes. After getting an egg uh, nice and full, Dark Necrobat storms in for an attack as uh, Billy cries out a uh, cock-a-doodle-doo in order to summon an animal companion, which you can actually get animal buddies in that game uh, from hatching eggs, and uh, it uses an attack to uh, destroy uh, Dark Crowbat. Amy is uh, scared and confused shitless, uh, saying, did, did you just hatch a flying rhino by yelling at that egg? Yep, its name is Cypher, and it's not even the weirdest thing I've seen. Hi, I'm, as the voice of God itself calls down, Bantam, uh, who's the big guy, Roly, uh, who's the girl, and Chick Poacher, all, uh, who's the small one, uh, all listen in doing the uh, pose from uh, the game when uh, when they get the voice from uh, Menefuene, the god of chickens, uh, telling them to basically go help these guys. Mega Man is scared shitless, and Amy is fearing for her life because now she knows that God exists. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Good lord. Billy Hatcher and his friends are actually willing to entertain this since they all came from other worlds themselves, so we're more than willing to tag along. And they're ready to roll out. Amy thinks to herself she's going to be hearing a lot of egg puns now, huh? Okay. In the unified world, the remaining crew of the Sky Patrol head out to their escape pod, which is shaped like Opa Opa from Fantasy Zone. That's that's sick. That's pretty sick. Fantasy Zone, pretty good game. Flashman ran out of energy when Cream went to get the Chaos Emeralds. Just before Sigma crushes the ship, 
Metal Sonic arrives with Eggman's Chaos Emerald, and he clears the way for them to escape. Now, the next world we see. Very interesting. The Drowned Ruins from Panzer Dragoon. Panzer Dragoon is a very interesting franchise to talk about. It is probably one of the most cinematic franchises Sega has ever attempted. Obviously, it had a couple of games. The most prominent, of course, is the original, which uh, I, I, I can say it right now that Panzer Dragoon's soundtrack is uh, breathtaking. Gorgeous beyond words for its time. And it's uh, fully orchestrated. It's a story with no words, too, as it follows a rider and a dragon together as they seek to take down an evil empire. It's pretty beautiful. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Just gameplay is a is an on rail shooter. Panzer Dragoon Two uh, took that further with uh, branching routes and uh, paths and uh, multiple ways the dragon could evolve. Legendary game Panzer Dragoon Saga is a RPG on the Saturn, uh, notorious for an extremely high price tag for the game. Uh, I went to too many games in uh, 2018, and I actually got to see. Panzer Dragoon Saga in person. It had like a six to $700 price tag oh, for that Jesus game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive as fuck because the English print run was so small. But it should be noted that that game uh, from anyone who's ever played it has said it's one of the best JRPGs of that era. It's uh, magnificent apparently. Wow. I've been meaning to play it for a very long time, but I just have to figure out how to get Saturn emulation working. I know it's a lot easier nowadays than it is in the past. And uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta was an Xbox exclusive that was released in the early 2000s as Sega's move to multi-platform happened. And that game is also very beloved. Panzer Dragoon is a very storied series, but we don't hear much about it nowadays. Although, it did get a remake last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, from when the remake came out, people weren't really saying the best about it. I think there were some technical issues with it. I hope some patches have come out recently that have fixed it. It's a bit of a weird one. I've heard mixed things. People say it doesn't honor the legacy of the original. It's not great. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's important that Panzer Dragoon was kept alive in some form. And and I kind of appreciate it for that, you know? Yeah. It's a legend. It's a, ve- it's a very important series to Sega as a whole. And I'm glad that it actually shows up in this crossover. It's uh, very, very... Rotor and Bubble Man are fighting Burn Dynarex and Drill Rush. Rotor tells Bubble Man, go be a distraction, as he goes underwater, swims up and around, and delivers a knockout hit to Drill Rush, but he ends up activating the Unity Engine. But then, the Rider and the Blue Dragon arrive, who defeats the Man of War underwater, finishing off the other two Mavericks. Unfortunately for Rotor and Bubble Man, they can't destroy the Unity Engine with the shielding up, but Rotor does think of something... He calls for a rider and asks on his signal, can you have your dragon shoot at this engine which is sucking the life out of your world? Bubble Man fires the lead bubble which melts a piece of the shield. Blue Dragon fires the laser from its mouth. Unity engine down along with a new ally for the cause. So now we make our way to Steelgrave, the lost shore from the world of Breath of Fire 3. So I'm going to be honest with you guys, I haven't played Breath of Fire. I haven't played any of these games. Me neither, honestly. I can't really say much about it. Seems like a... Pretty interesting JRPG for what it's worth. I know people have talked very highly about the Breath of Fire series for a very long time, though. Breath of Fire is a series that has a very, very long storied history. People talk a lot about 3. I know people talk a lot about 4. Generally, they're they're widely regarded as beautiful games in their own right. And I feel like if Capcom ever really wanted to take another shot at making a, a JRPG, I feel like Breath of Fire would be a really, really interesting way to re-explore it you know i could honestly see a revival of this franchise you know capcom has been doing a lot of these a lot of these big revivals maybe 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 breath of fire would, would be would be interestingly posed for that just as a thought but regardless um 
this is definitely a franchise that we don't know much about. So excuse us on that. So Hardman and Big our man they're following the mavericks toxic seahorse and spiral pegasus fighting against the two sword users gar and ryu we have two ryus in the teams okay this is not this is gonna be a little confusing but uh, work with us momo is studying the unity engine too new she thinks it was definitely brought here recently then another team member nina calls for her attention snap back out of it and fires her cannon at Spiral Pegasus as Nina casts Cyclone to him. Ray ends up getting hit with Toxic Seahorse's poison. After he's frozen by Peko's ice breath, Ray is able to take him down in a fell swoop. And finally, it ends with Nina casting Molnir on Spiral Pegasus. Ryu does the finishing blow. With all that calmed down, Momo takes a good look at the Unity Engine and actually takes the good guess at what the machine is. Transdimensional siphon stealing energy from a wide spectrum of energy sources. Hardman comes behind her and says, yeah, you're right. A madman is stealing energy from yours and Countess worlds. Care to help us stop him? Big Simply just says hello and holds his hand up. Adorable. So uh, now we go to the Urian Force from the world of Golden Axe. Now, Golden Axe, I mean, what, what needs to be said about this one? Now, this is a classic. Uh, mm-hmm. Beloved beat-em-up franchise. Great characters. Classic D&D, you know, swords and sorcery to the fullest extent. Uh, very much Lord of the Rings-esque. Uh, Golden Axe is a great time. I, I've, I've, I've played it once. It's really fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun with friends, too. Oh, yeah, because it's a co-op game. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Antoine and Shadow Man are put together, uh, and, you know, God bless Tyson Hess. Uh, the expression Shadow Man has on his face is just one of just complete, like, oh, God, why the fuck am I with the Frenchman? <laughs> <laughs> They're paired up together. They're making their way through as they come across Gillis cleaving a maverick in half with his axe. And when he sees Antoine and Shadow Man, he thinks of them as more of Death Adder's minions. But Antoine says, no, 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 we're no minions. We're actually here to help you guys out. And he says, okay, well, hurry up. We're almost done here. So then we see Gareth and Birkina from Mega Man Extreme 2, another cool deep cut. These these guys have great designs, by the way. They really do. I fucking love their designs. They're so cool. They were defeated by Axe and Tyrus. Axe cleaves Gareth, Tyrus casts Fire Souls, and it's all done and dusted. Gillis brings Shadow Man and Antoine to them, and they can explain what's going on. Yeah, that's that world done, and oh god, this next one. Oh boy. As we move into the stunning silver screen world of beautiful Joe. All right. We got to say it, huh? Uh, uh, three, two, two one. one. Henshin a go, 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 go baby. baby. Oh, my God. All right. So let's let's talk about beautiful Joe for a second. Uh, a pair of platformers developed for the Nintendo GameCube with a DS uh, third game and a party game. And an anime. Beautiful Joe is... Beautiful Joe is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's it's such a special game. I, I think I'm going to say it now. The meme exists then. It exists now. S- Beautiful Joe sequel. Where the fuck is it, Capcom? Where the fuck is it, Capcom? Beautiful Joe was developed by Clover. Both games are widely beloved for being essentially a love letter to a lot of things. It's a love letter to tokusatsu, a love letter to film in general, uh, and most importantly, it's it's interesting because it's 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 it features a protagonist who's just a giant dork. 
He's just a big fucking movie nerd. And, uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, we love we love Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe 1 and 2 are great games. Uh, they've definitely shown their age in a bit and they have their uh, Kamiya-isms, but they are also just, they are incredibly rewarding, incredibly addictive, and so, 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 so much fun. I I love Beautiful Joe. and I'm so fucking glad Kamiya made these games and got to leave his legacy i haven't seen the anime i played red hot rumble which is the party game uh surprisingly fun but maybe that's just my nostalgia talking i never played the uh the ds sequel though i never i never played that one interesting but please just just another game if there's any game series that deserves a sequel it's beautiful joe it really yeah. is Absolutely. Uh, Beautiful Joe does deserve its third title. Uh, another series I really hope Capcom lets, uh, may- maybe has a little partnership with uh, Platinum about because, uh, good lord, uh, I would love to see Beautiful Joe uh, come back one more time. We enter in as Axel and Styx are fighting against Volt Kraken and Sting Chameleon. <laughs> Joe calling out Dr. Kraken, Cameo Leon, what are they doing in the real world? Uh, we should also mention Sylvia, uh, Joe's girlfriend. Damsel turned heroine in the sequel. And I do love that uh, Sylvia goes from damsel to heroine, which is which is made clear at the end of the, uh, the first game. And they do actually follow up on it in the sequel. It's nice. They realize that they may have just ended up in some kind of franchise crossover. Yeah, they break the fourth wall, too. It's it's part of the joke. <laughs> it's uh, it's adorable. Joe calls out to Styx, and uh, she's a little pissed, saying, can't you see I'm kind of busy here? As they say, all right, she's paying attention to us. That's enough of an audience for me. As they hench in a go-go, baby, and transform into beautiful Joe and sexy Sylvia, using VFX to take out the uh, the Mavericks, uh, rather quickly now with all that done dix tells axel to go shut down the engine while i recruit these people he goes i I mean sure but weren't you just with x i fell down a pothole you mean genesis portal yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) okay that's pretty good all right Uh, so Styx comes over to uh joe and sylvia hey you want to jump across dimensions and find a giant evil robot from the future with a planet for a butt Aw, you're adorable. Well, we have been waiting on our sequel for a while now, so sure, why not? Oh my gosh, you guys break the fourth wall too? Eh, a little bit. Mostly for the self-referential humor. <laughs> Look, it hurt then and it hurts now. I, I just, just give us Beautiful Joe 3, please. I'm begging you. I'm so begging dear. you. Back on the unified world, Sonic and Proto Man fly into where Cream and Flash Man are, where their shape skip was downed. She says that Metal Sonic helped them escape and brought them the last emerald. Probably because Eggman ordered him to, but we can't find the doctors or Pain anywhere. Sonic assures her they're probably causing problems for Sigma elsewhere and takes out Nicole's handheld from the emerald suitcase. All right, Nicole, here's our next step. Open a signal to all our allies. We're going to rally to the Delphinus and show Sigma he picked the wrong world to mess with. And that's the end of Sonic Boom Issue 10. That's the end of this chapter. And, um... It's going to get real, folks. Oh, it's going to get real. Oh, God. All right. We've made it. Sonic the Hedgehog, issue 275. Um, friends, I have uh, something unfortunate to tell you as we hit issue 275. This is our final milestone issue. That is true. Yes. We are 15, right? Is it 15? I can tell you this. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah. About 15 comics, as far as the main stuff goes, the main issue goes, 15 issues away 
till the end of Archie Sonic the Hedgehog. But I don't want to sour the mood. We're here having a good time. Let's have a good time. Yep. Let's have a great time. So Sonic the Hedgehog issue 275. Pieces have been gathered. Characters from all worlds have been assembled. Sonic makes, yo, Sigma, you mess with me and Mega Man, you mess with our home. I bet you felt so clever trying to do the same to a bunch of other worlds. But guess what? We're not the only heroes out there. We aren't the only ones ready to fight you. And now we're all here to kick your planet-sized butt. I don't think he's listening. What a jerk. Vice, would you get his attention for us? Moonstone Cannon! Fire! As the Delphinus makes the first hit on Sigma, and we get a full, beautiful page spread of everyone fighting together. I've talked about it before, but I really love when they do these full page spreads. But this one, this one's very special. Yeah, this this it's, is like a work of art. It's it's pretty great. Oh yeah, by the way, Balrog and uh, Vega are here now. In case you in case you forgot, because uh, you know Bison Shadowloo. We have just it's just like the next couple of pages are basically just shots of the battle back to back. There's no dialogue, just just cool art. Honestly, Billy Hatcher's rolling up some turrets. Sigma is about to shoot him with a palm laser, but it's uh, blocked with a swipe of the celestial brush. Yeah, Amaterasu forming a uh, celestial barrier under them. It's uh, very cool. Ryu is surprised to see Balrog and Bison appear before them, but uh, they fight alongside each other, knowing that uh, the might of Shadowloo is with them. Meanwhile, Eggman and Wily are sneaking around at the Lost Hex. Wily asks Eggman, why didn't you just have Metal Sonic steal the emeralds for ourselves? But he says, it's not going to matter. The power we're going to tap into will be much greater. As nearby, Xander just kind of keeps walking. Eggman asks though, hey, why is an anti-tech zealot helping us? Xander just says, it is destiny. Doesn't mean I have to like it. But he does think to himself though, if we do die here, it'll be fine by me. Come on, your master engine can't be too far off. Huh. So now we cut to several shots of the battle. Sonic and Beautiful Joe teaming up. Mega Man and Alex Kidd teaming up. X and the Blue Dragon uh, taking on Sigma's face. Sticks and <laughs> Sticks and Arthur uh, running around like idiots because uh, Sticks stole the helmet and spear. Knights and Firebrand attacking Sigma's fingers. Stella and Sylvia fighting together. Ryu and Ryu fighting with each other. Haha. <laughs> A, a, a five character attack from Vice, Antoine, Zero, the two guys, one, one from Golden Axe and one from uh, Breath of Fire 3. All five of them together. Sticks and Ika throwing their boomerangs. I like that. Bunny and Proto Man <laughs> uh, attacking together. Riala and Metal Sonic. Now that's an interesting duo. I like uh, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. A Breath of Fire character and a Golden Axe character fighting. Gilius and Sparkman fighting together. Axel and Gilder. Oh, that's such a sick combo. I love it. Uh, Blasted Away. Airman and a Breath of Fire 3 character fighting together. Drachma and Quake Woman using their drills together. As Sonic and Mega Man are seen fighting, we continue. Shots of the battle raging on and on and on and on and on. We see a shot of Fina giving the three girls strength through Quika the spell. And uh, it's it's just it's it's just so much fun this is the fan service episode in a crossover that's just filled with fan service already it's just i'm overdosing here man oh my god yeah it's uh it's pretty fucking wild so the battle goes on and on and on but eventually the robots lose power and sigma falls right they're all happy everyone's really happy about it right but uh 
he should be getting power, right? Before they know it, a crackle of lightning appears and Sigma-3, evil incarnate, his god form, arises from the wreck. Holy fuck. Sigma-3 rises from the rubble. While you are beating up nothing more than a chrysalis, I have taken the next step in achieving godhood. I will be leaving this husk of a planet behind and absorb more worlds, but not before I extinguish your miserable lives. The Gormagala flies up, as does the Blue Dragon, to attack Sigma from the front and back, but he's able to shield himself and throw him off. As he fires an eye laser at the Blue Dragon, the Celestial Brush tries to swipe towards Sigma, but to Istun and Ami's shock, he manages to fucking block it. Don't do my girl like that. Don't do my girl like that. How could you do that to them? How could you do this? Vice and Ryu, Breath of Fire 3 Ryu, go in to attack Sigma directly. Their supports cast Quicka, Incrim, and Might to buff them. Vice goes in to attack with a Molnir, and Sigma effortlessly blocks the attack, along with throwing Ryu off as he transforms into his dragon form. So to Sally's shock, alright guys, it's time for the trump card. So Sonic has Mega Man follow him to Cream where she had the Chaos Emeralds, and Sigma just plug walking his way through the battlefield, effortlessly blocking attacks thrown his way, and Sonic tells Mega Man about the Chaos Emeralds again. These things can give us the power to save everyone, everywhere. But Sigma grabs X and Sally. Do you think your pitiful, limited power was enough to stop me? And Sonic calls out to him, actually, yeah, but in case we didn't, we have our super forms. Now seeing Sonic and Mega Man in their super states. Interestingly enough, Super Mega Man still has his super form from Mega Man 7. I like to think the Chaos Emeralds kind of retained the memory of Mega Man. So, here we are. Yeah, I think that, uh, I I gotta say, the way that Tyson Hess draws these characters, it it always just looks so fucking cool. (laughs) Tyson Hess, just thank you. Just thank you. And with this also being a milestone issue, we do have a reprint story from the Free Comic Book Day 2015. It's the story where Silver tells Sonic about the Genesis portal and his mission and all that. We've already covered this. So let's talk the final part of Worlds Unite in Mega Man issue 52. Flynn and Hess, of course, the creative team. Sigma gloats saying that what do the two of you think you can do to win against me? I command the power of worlds. I am on the cusp of becoming a god. As Sonic and Mega Man go to fight against him. Zero says how he hates having to sit on the sidelines, but Sally relays a message from Nicole. Her scans show that Sigma's abuse of the portals are starting to shred reality. Even if Sonic and Mega Man win, the damage could be too much. So X leads everyone to evacuate. Meanwhile, inside their lab, Wily, Eggman, and Xander arrive to the Master Engine Room. The two begin working to stop Sigma, but to take control of it themselves, gleeful over being able to control all of space-time, even if it's shredding itself apart. But Xander thinks to himself, Oh, he knew technology would end up being the downfall of the world. I foresaw it coming myself, saving the world, but how? The doctors are here. I'm here. What am I missing? Back at the fight, Sigma taunts Sonic, X and Zero, you were never enough to truly defeat me. What makes you think you can? Well, for starters, I'm faster. Speed is nothing without strength behind it, Sigma says. I fought X and Zero at their strongest. Yeah, but not Chaos Emerald strong, right? As Sonic points up, and in the sky, Mega Man is firing a supercharged shot, firing a fucking sun at Sigma. It's it's a spirit bomb. It is a spirit bomb, but it's stick. It's it's fucking dope. <laughs> so, uh as the shot hits the ground, uh Sonic remarks to Mega Man, "Looking to blast our planet's back apart, man? Did I go too far? I just thought he's so powerful I need to <laughs> listen to this guy." Oh, come 
Come on, I'm concentrating on saving the world. I know, I know, you're a class act, man. See, it's like moments like these where these two are just so cute. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and the little shocked face that Tyson has drew for Mega Man, great touch. Yeah, absolutely. Sigma fires off Sigma Virus ghosts, telling them they've not won yet. But he also realizes that the Master Engine has stopped feeding him power and tries to fly off to investigate, but Sonic Homing attacks him. And when he's down, tells Mega Man, little smaller shot this time, all right, man? Yeah, okay, smart Alec. Mega Man fires a concentrated shot. It's piercing through Sigma's body, and he's ever-increasing in anger. What is this power? Sonic and Mega Man say it's the power of our hopes given form, the desire to save the worlds we love, all worlds. And this is the end for you. The two cross hit Sigma, and his body is shredded apart. Well, day is saved. Another would-be conqueror defeated. Though Sonic thinks he may have lasted longer if he had a mustache. All right, well, uh, new problem. The Genesis portals. There's still a lot out here. Sally suggests to rally everyone to the Delphinus. We gotta get everyone back to their home worlds, but Vice says that we're not gonna do that until we save as many people as we can from here. Sally doesn't want them to sacrifice themselves like that, but Arthur comes in saying no. We freely volunteer, your highness. We came here to save lives. We will not settle for half measures. I fucking love Vice so much. I love him so much. I love Vice! <laughs> Some others are trying to work with the Genesis portals. Knight sees that their paraloops don't affect them. And a swipe from the Celestial Brush doesn't do anything either. Why does Ami keep getting L's? This is just sad. I know, it hurts my soul, but it's okay. It's okay. We 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 love our sun dog. We love we love her so much. Sonic says that there's no sweat. We can just use a supercharged chaos control again. Having to essentially, you know, explain that it's the dreams into reality thing. Just concentrate your energy on fix everything. The two work together and nothing happens. Uh, as the sky cracks, uh, the Genesis portals collapsing in on themselves, everyone praying and trying to figure out a way to, uh, make reality fix itself, but, uh, it's simply not working. The Genesis portals are starting to collapse now. M. Bison sees his power can't hold any of them open, magic users are losing their power, and Billy calls for Minafune. The voice does not reach him, so shit's fucked, to put it lightly. Meanwhile, the doctors gloat as the master engine is now fully under their control, saying that reality is our plaything. And then Xander Payne pulls the gat on them, <laughs> basically saying, I told the walrus and the fox that one of the robot masters needed it. Everyone was so busy preparing for the big fight, nobody had time to second guess me. Step away from the master engine. The two are kind of fucked up by this. Uh, getting double-crossed by this dude. Uh, <laughs> it goes against everything and you believe in, Wily says. And he says, I'm not going to abuse his power like you, psychos. All I'm doing is barring enough power to do this! As he opens up a portal. Back to the moment where Sigma was about to leave. Okay. Eggman saying that altering that specific moment could cause a catastrophic temporal collapse. What if the time stream doesn't realign correctly, Wily says? You're directly tied to it. What will happen to you? You'll ruin all our hard work and scheming. Think, man, think! My man Xander Payne says, Risk undoing all your evil, creating a world where technology doesn't exist. Sounds good to me. 
Thanks for helping me save the world, doctors. Xander takes the shot from the portal. X crying out to Sigma before the shot evaporates him and reality completely rewrites itself. Oh, that's how they solve the problem. So, yep, that whole thing, Xander Payne's martyr mission, killing Sigma. <laughs> Honestly, kind of based. <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah. And in a weird way, it kind of explains how Sigma needed to be resurrected in X8, does it not? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Ian, my man, you think too deeply about these things. Uh, he's, he's just built different, man. He really is. Sigma collapses. It's, it's all done. On the other side, Zero asks X what happened to Sigma. X says, um, I, I shot him. I, I think. Axel comes in, upset that X got to have all the fun, and says, hey, well, wait, where's Vile? Oh, I don't know. Some weird guy is handing him over to the hunters right now. So Zero thinks this went way easier than normal. X thinks hopefully this time Sigma was defeated for good, and now we finally have a chance at peace. Then we see the results on both Sonic's world and Mega Man's world. Sonic wakes up in the Sky Patrol. Tails asks if everything's okay, and he says it is, but tells Nicole, hey, can you give me a call to Shadow, like, now so she does so and shadow picks up the phone sonic is very happy to see him alive don't know how it worked out but thank you mega man on eggman's side he awakens in the death egg or about asking him if we are to commence the plans for invading the lost hex but he says no 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 let's let's focus on this world first that's a yeah he leans back in his chair well that's another plan failed Better luck next time, Al. In Mega Man's world, Wily wakes up in the little lab Mr. X set up for him, who is actually standing up right in front of him. And then Wily focuses and says, wait a minute, it, it was you all along, wasn't it? And Mr. X says, yeah, yeah, you did try to warn me. Time travel is risky. I'm sure your thoughts are jumbled, so rest up. Tomorrow, you work. This is like the low-key reveal that Xander Payne was time-displaced and is now Mr. X in the Mega Man world. Wild. Really crazy. <laughs> but as for Mega Man, he wakes up as he arrives getting supplies for Guts Man. Roll is happy to see him back safe and sound. And all he really knows is that it feels like I really helped out in a big way. Thanks for being there, Sonic. And then finally, the last scene. In the world of Sonic Boom... Styx is retelling the events to her versions of Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, and they all just kind of pass it off as her rambling, especially when she mentions the thing about Sonic turning gold and flying around. Does that all the time. Yeah, sure thing. Which I remember when this issue came out, this was very interesting because it was kind of telling that the Chaos Emeralds don't exist in Sonic Boom, which doesn't make any sense because Shadow exists. Oh, damn, you're right. Wild. Styx tries to get Comedy Chimp and Beaver to back her up on this, but uh, they are clearly traumatized by the events they just witnessed. But Amy decides to entertain her and say, well, what happened to all the people from all the other worlds? And she says, oh, I don't know. I guess everyone was just blasted back to their home worlds with little to no memory of what happened because of all the timey-wimey mumbo-jumbo. You can't mess with the gooey essence of everything without some changes, you know? But I bet there are even more Genesis portals out there, more places to explore, and in the middle of it all... Some kind of nexus showing a planet behind a Genesis portal with several other worlds around it. 
That's the end of Worlds Unite, folks. We have been running for almost four hours now. It is 12.30 past midnight. This is what we do for you guys. This crossover was excellent. I think Worlds Collide is more of a triumphant uh, sort of like melding of the two, while Worlds Unite has a lot of setup to get to the crossover. But I think that that setup is super worth it for the interactions and uh the fun that ensues um this was excellent i feel like we're 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 very 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 over time but we want to talk briefly about that thing you mentioned about sort of the uh the things that weren't in worlds unite yes yes the things that were not we mentioned devil may cry and while it was about capcom not necessarily wanting to engage with that part of it also has to do with archie archie is more kids friendly so they guess they didn't want to veer into the M-rated series that they have. The furthest they're willing to go is Monster Hunter and Street Fighter. So Devil May Cry, unfortunately, did not have representation. Another big disappointment that was not in here, Yakuza. <sighs> I, need, <laughs> I need Kiryu punching a mechanoid in the face. That would have been... A t- tiger drop, bro. I just need him to do a tiger drop, bro. It's I need Kiryu and Majima here, ASAP. That would have been so funny to see, like, Knuckles wandering around Kamurocho. <laughs> that oh my would have God. been so good. That, that would have been peak fiction. Jesus Christ, no words. But another series that I think could have been represented, and I'm a little sad, is not here. Soccer Wars. That very well could have been. Soccer Wars and Fantasy Star. Those are the two that I feel could have easily been here. Um, would, would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, I hope if in the future, you know, if IDW ever wants to try this sort of massive crossover again, I think they'd be more open to like Yakuza and uh, other series like that. You know, just a thought for the future. And like I said, um, very tired. We've running a lot over time. Aaron, do you have anything to say before we wrap things up? Before I give uh, some Patreon shout outs? We've got new patrons. Oh my god, we have new patrons, plural. Mm, wow. Plural. Holy fuck. Oh my god. I just want to say that uh, Worlds Unite and worlds collide were both amazing and uh they really make reading this comic worth it because getting to this point and getting to experience all of this was uh truly beautiful um i'm so glad that that we got to do this and i'm so glad that this even happened you know maybe it's a little bit of personal bias but uh seeing amaterasu uh, team up with sonic is a uh a pretty cathartic moment for my weeb self. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed seeing Knights here myself, which is actually kind of funny because uh, back in like 96, Archie actually did like a six issue miniseries of Knights into Dreams. Yeah, they did. It's uh, I don't know if we'll ever cover it, but, um, you know, hey, never say never. Uh, yeah. I, may, I, may, I may go read that tomorrow. <laughs> Our new patrons, Johan and Devin, both at $2 a month. Thank you guys for joining on board. What a great time to join the Patreon, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, man. Things are going to really heat up. We did allude to it, so I think it's a, it's worth mentioning. Yes, we are 15-ish issues away yeah. from Archie Sonic ending. We also have Universe to do, but the end is coming. All good things must unfortunately come to an end. Yes, we're going to have, we'll, we'll have our time to talk about it all, and you guys will know what's up. Uh, as you can tell from our voices, we are very tired. It is past our bedtimes. I think it's the appropriate time to sign off here, and we'll see you back next time, episode 51 for the Archie Science Digest. This was, I can't believe we did it. It took us this long to mention this. This was episode 50. This is our milestone episode. We did it. We made it to the milestone. And no better way could we have done it this episode. All right, folks. See you next time. See you next time, boys. Thanks for watching.